0: Because she's Katie goddamn Perry. She looks like
1: a robot. Oh. Once a Splash was a replicant in the first movie. What's the difference?
0: You made me think that maybe androids could dream. You know Katy Perry songs? <laughs> Who fucking doesn't know
1: teenage dream? Man, you know what? You get her and Zoe Deschanel to play like robot twins <laughs> and they kiss. <laughs> As long as she's not asking to be the main character, then I mean, who gives a shit? Uh, I do. Uh, who would you want to play the main character? Because well, uh, uh, Ridley Scott said he wants the uh, the protagonist to be female in this one. Assuming well, who would you want to play? We have no idea who the character would be. Would you want New Numi Rapace?
0: See, that's the thing. Had you not, had there not been Prometheus, I would have said Numi Rapace. Did you see the pictures of Numi Rapace smoking cigarettes and cigars with uh, Tom Hardy I in the bathtub? I love that I am the person that everyone sends that to. I've had eight different people that send me like this picture. That look like
1: Tom pictures. Hardy though. Look like crazy Hobo guy. No, okay. Hardy. Here's the
0: thing. So, okay, for the viewers at home, there is a a, a <sighs> magazine in the UK called Blag. And it it had their, Blog for their or twenty B L A G. Okay. And for their I think their twenty or twenty fifth anniversary issue, they had on the cover. It is a picture of Tom Hardy and Numi Pace hanging out in a bathtub full of. Um, they're fully clothed. Yeah. they are in a bathtub full of suds, smoking cigars. And it is wonderful, and I've had eight different people. Send it's it a to good me. photo set. Yeah. It makes me so happy. But as Bill's referring to, yes, Tom Hardy is currently rocking a beautiful, bushy beard, like crazy, like hobo beard. I think i wearing a no, hat too, or something like that, like though, a trucker hat. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know what movie Tom Hardy started working on right now? Oh yeah. Max uh, or Mad Max. He was totally growing that beard for Mad Max. Oh,
1: which did is kind of great. That in the article, or are you just gonna assume that? Well, I like, just because I know, that. like, yeah, it's either like, either like, I think next month they start filming that. Well, Max. yeah, I was yeah. just
0: reading an article about he's either be- wearing like building, growing his beard while he can, and then has to shave. That's it for good because he gets or... the hell
1: away from Hollywood. So, he, like, yeah. this is an excuse not to do after any shitty Dark Rising promo shit he's yeah. like oh i have to be on the other side of the world filming mad max i can't look actually making mad max and Charlie i'm Starry so one. excited oh god oh. Just, i can't believe that the, another mad max movie is actually
0: well they it's finally talking like a decade well, now the thing is is they've had the the cars built for this movie for five years which but the, the crack of
1: the earth kids do you think are going to carry on this one because you so, know uh, mad max be on thunderdome so well it's a prequel that's a prequel?
0: Yeah. Prequel to prequel. what? To Mad Max, motherfucker. No, you're right. It to can't Mad be an Max an prequel. It's just us sitting here right now <laughs> <laughs> recording sockets. It's, <laughs> it's not a prequel. It is
1: a reboot. <clears throat> it is a reboot. I, they'd have to reboot it. Because there's no... like It'd be a bummer if they just came in and said, Oh, it's Mad Max. You got in a car wreck and now his face looks a little bit different. Now it's suddenly English instead of Australian. <laughs> uh, um, but
0: anyway, yeah. No, so um, for those who are playing on at home, yeah, this t- Mad Max movie um, by you George Miller. bag over there. The giant bag of marshmallows? Yes.
1: I want one.
0: <laughs> I did I mean, sugar rush. I had a really sugar glad... all day until I had the soda. I'm really glad that we just stopped the podcast dead so you can have a marshmallow. I,
1: just, I want to get this out of the way. This is the Boy Howdy podcast. Hey, <laughs> everybody. <for> Friday. <laughs> <laughs> What's today? Uh, June 29th? Saturday, June 30th? Whatever the fuck. 2010. <laughs> this is, uh, as you can tell, this is uh, Bill. This is Annie. I got my fluffy marshmallow. Hey, everybody. It's like a little fat person's leg. Oh, logo. man. Not funny. even a marshmallow. <laughs> What? When I touch a marshmallow, it's like touching myself. Bear with uh, me, friends. Sorry for all the crap,
0: like. a marshmallow.
1: <laughs> it's
0: like touching myself. Yeah! When I think about you, I touch a marshmallow. Oops Man, sorry. I wish my
1: penis was like this. Oh God. Like this
0: girth. So, we shouldn't say here that these are giant marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I more, I like to give someone at home, like thinking it's like mini <laughs> the marshmallows. the hell's wrong with Bill? <laughs> He got
1: a micro penis. <laughs> oh, he wishes his uh, he wishes his genitals were <laughs> yellow moons and purple stars. <laughs> you know what? The best thing you put my penis in milk. The milk just tastes like my penis when you drink it. That's the best. You part. know what?
0: I have, I talked to my sister last night, and at some point, the fact that I have to bring your sister. No, this. here's the thing: the fact that I have a oh, podcast Jesus. comes up. And she, and I go, yeah, mom told, she says, mom told me you have a podcast. Oh, and I no. was like, yeah, I have told you about it because you're not allowed to listen to it. And I go, and I told mom not to listen to it either. And she goes, yeah, mom was really. <laughs> Mom told me she was really disappointed in you. <laughs> no! Nothing you do, though. I swear it like a pirate. Me. I swear like a pirate. Well, you had the, uh, the tip jar over there. The swear jar. So. Bring it I back. I swear like a
1: pirate. Every 35 episodes, you gotta bring back the swear jar. Hey, everybody.
0: This is the Boy you podcast from Annie's mother is deeply Sorry, disappointed. Sorry, Annie's mom. We haven't said anything bad last mouth. time. I swear like a pirate all the time. The terrible thing is we tell
1: uh your mom to like listen to this podcast was no we apologize I, I told she's her explicitly... gonna to, she's just gonna have to get the part where i talk about how my penis tastes like
0: milk <laughs> sorry i, just I mom. told my mom explicitly not to listen to the podcast <laughs> anymore did you, did you see
1: the thing that fat boy roberts was posting about uh somebody wants to host all the podcasts in portland for free it's like pdx like com. oh you yeah. didn't see that i'll no. have to send you a link yeah no, i missed it Huh. We might be changing
0: hosts next week. We'll see what You know what I should have saved
1: that for off the off the air, but if
0: we have more than hundred and fifty to two hundred listeners, then yes we'll change hosts. But as is is, we got it. No 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 I'm just saying. I got it. We don't
1: need extra server space right now. I got this. God, this marshmallow sounded like a good idea, but now I'm just like I'm already (laughs) intimidated. There's a lot of marshmallow. (laughs) There's like four marshmallows you're not, in You're one. not man enough to handle this I'll save this for later. I'm going to parse this out. Well, I'm also drinking a Coke, too. This is a, it's like I'm trying to give myself diabetes for the end of the podcast. Anyway, What's like up? we were
0: saying before this interlude, um, the Mad Max movie is by, written and directed by George Miller, who did the original Mad Max movies. He has been distracted by making those happy feet dancing penguin movies, amongst other things. Anyway, maybe it gets... But it gave him the money. Yeah, so exactly. they built these cars and everything And they've been planning on this for years now But at the, first there were droughts in Australia yeah. Terrible droughts well, and terrible fires originally they were filming in
1: Africa And yeah. all the like, 9-11 happened yeah. we're, we're trying to get this movie made for over 10 but years But what
0: cracks me up is that most recently There's been the terrible droughts in Australia So they're waiting for the droughts to end Because there was, mm. it was a fire hazard Because there were the terrible think fires It would work for Mad Max though? Well here's the thing Well they couldn't because of fires yeah. Like there were terrible bushfires in, in, in Australia But then then there was, um, there was floods There was rain and there was terrible floods Jesus. Because of the drought out. And now apparently Australia is just lush and beautiful. All of our Australian hombres can tell us all our Australian hombres. That's not very Mad Max. No, it is not Mad Max. That's what Charlize Theron was saying in most recent but just interviews. So in the now, now Southern they're California filming it. Desert. Now they're filming it in Africa, actually. Okay. They're moving all the cars over to Africa and shit like that. Okay. So anyway, excited about Mad Max. Yeah, it's but it's timed perfectly because Tom Hardy has been signed to be Mad Max for a long time 4 years now maybe before Mark, he became famous before he was tom hardy heartthrob that Annie has feelings for so uh yeah it's uh, uh, tom hardy and charlie's throne and it's going to be awesome i'm excited so anyway
1: what else is going on in your week bill i think he would cast charlie's throne uh, as as the lead of the new blade runner because she's already playing a robot in Prometheus. Well, oh, no, she wasn't a robot. She was just cold and weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she was just distant. She didn't, The, pr, pr, the protagonist the of, a, of a Blade Runner movie does not necessarily have to be a, a replicant.
1: No. It would be kind of cool if they did. If they
0: kind of turned the table. Just transparently a replicant? Just shooting
1: Harrison Ford in the face over well, and there, over again. It
0: would be neat if she were actually the honest-to-fuck protagonist protagonist and was aware that she was a replicant. Because you'll often have, like, yeah. characters that are... And, like, Harrison Ford is it, he you or would is want to me. have a kind of cool twist, yeah. Yeah. What a twist. What a twist. Anyway.
1: What happened? Last
0: week, I went to go see Brave. Bill saw it, got to see a sneak screen. Uh, I got to talk shit about it last Brave. week, yeah. <laughs> so now Annie gets to catch up. Um, my father-in-law for Christmas got me tickets to this fancy movie theater out in Vancouver, Washington called Cinetopia. And their oh, whole thing- it? Oh, okay. Their whole thing is that they had like these living room theaters. We actually get to sit in an honest to fuck chair. They will serve you food. They have dinner service in the theaters and all this stuff. So when we went- we went to go see, not in their living room theaters, but in their GXL theaters, which are apparently the biggest screens in the Pacific Northwest. It's and, not IMAX, though? Um, this it's is not, just kind of its, it's own bigger than IMAX, thing. apparently. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is what I'm told. I don't know. I barely read the literature, so I'm just riffing here, folks. Yeah. But the reason why we went, for this movie in particular, is that that theater also was set up with the Dolby Atmos system, yeah. which is this new batshit surround sound, where it's like channels of speakers, including speakers above you. So they're able to have much more minute control over sound. It was pretty amazing. But going back to the theater for just a second, um, when we went, one of the gimmicks of this theater is that they had um, general admission and then adults only. So you pay like two bucks more and you get to sit in the balcony removed from the general audience where no one under the age of 21 is allowed. But if someone's, like, if you have a little kid who's in the uh, crowd below you. Well, dude, you're not going to fucking, well, I guess you could. But um, it's really the idea is that if you don't want to have to deal with the riffraff, you pay two bucks more and you go sit in the balcony, which I gladly and did.
1: So it's like the rich people tax.
0: Yeah, pretty much yeah, exactly because I'm like it was a gift, but it's all for the same
1: screening, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you're just in a balcony above the ma- the general so audience. So
1: if a cheap son of a bitch shows up and wants to be loud in the theater, that doesn't help you, even though you paid two b- extra Not bucks. Not that's
0: actually you exactly don't have to sit right to next to them. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, the dipshits are still downstairs. Like well, what happened? Cheering At the for screened? weird things and like it was you know they're dipshits in the audience. It's... Were, were any little kids? I did not see them. They sounded like adult dipshits to me. I'm just yeah. saying. Anyway, what was really funny is that so it's this fancy balcony seats and they're really nice seats with like actual footrests and shit. Wow. Oh. But the thing is, is that it was still a movie theater. Like I'm thinking, okay, they have dinner service. Maybe they'll have some sort of walkway for people to walk in front of, them, like some sort of tables or something for your food to go. No. So this attendant who comes in to bring someone their pasta bowl has to oh. step over all of our legs to get to the person who ordered the. Food. Food and even then they did not know who ordered the food. So they're going down line, going, "Did you <laughs> yeah, order exactly, the food? exactly. Yeah, did you order is this the possible during the film? This is during the film." Oh, no, that's not the right oh, no. God. It was awful. And this fancy-ass theater with this the Dolby ass, surround I sound. eating pasta next to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So this fancy-ass theater with Dolby surround sound and crazy, gigantic screen and 3D and all this bullshit. This is... There was only one entrance. Wow. So we go in and the only seats that we could see available were right there at the, at the, at the, at the front of the aisle. Yeah. The, at the very end there. So we, we sit down, which meant that everyone to get in or get out had to walk over us. Yeah. Because there was no opposite side for people to circle around. It was the worst. I'm like I'm sitting here going, I paid seventeen dollars for this. Ticket. At least it was an
1: experience. You know, you know what you're getting in for. Oh yeah, fever. I don't want to try to do that. Well, again. I will never go back. But that sounds like great if it was like a living room theater, or was it like yeah. very tiny with like like oh, couch yeah. seating and stuff? That would yeah. be perfect where you don't have to reach over everybody. But yeah, Me that's too. what I'm surprised it would have that like. Like that fancy service In a like Normal size yeah. theater That does Because I mean It was sense. basically
0: Just a standard theater With nicer seats oh. I mean this is how bad I
1: appreciate their I ambition. will say this
0: The Dolby Atmos stuff Was pretty sweet And I highly recommend Anyone who can- has a chance To go partake of it That is pretty cool Going to see um, Prometheus and IMAX 3D Did sell me on Like not just fucking Because normal 3D I could give two shits yeah. But like fancy giant 3D With really good surround sound That is really nice Yeah
1: you've had some Interesting movie presentation Experiences in yeah. the last couple weeks.
0: Brave was terrible in 3D, though. Yeah. I cannot dissuade it, enough people from seeing it. Was it terrible aside
1: from the fact that half the movie takes place at night? All right, well, okay, we'll try not to talk about too many spoilers about the movie. Oh, cause... I will talk
0: obliquely about it. But, yeah. yeah, so Brave takes place, I would say half the movie takes place at night yeah. or in darkened corners. And in 3D, I have never seen a 3D movie where I was like, okay, like I could see that it was darker, but it did not impede my experience. Yeah. I could not I feel like I still have not seen half of Brave. Do you
1: think it was a projection problem or was it just the nature of the film?
0: I don't know. It seems like I mean you said you had the same experience, correct? No, I didn't
1: see it in three D. I just heard from other people. Oh. Everyone I saw on Twitter was saying, like the three for what it is is nice, but so much of the movie takes place at night yeah. that it's useless.
0: Well here's the thing. 3D at its best best does not complain or excuse me, is not used to like have things jump out at you. It's used to complain convey yeah, it's depth. depth. Yeah. And this is mostly per- takes place in like the forest yeah. where depth is cool, but it is not necessary. Yeah. I just, I could not dissuade. I mean, that, I think it is worth seeing, but it is not worth seeing in 3D. It yeah. is not. I would go see it, in, so I would go see it again in 2D. Your
1: presentation was like the film itself. It was fancy and beautiful, <laughs>
0: but kind of but annoying. Kind of, and then, yeah. Well, he, nah, nah. So here's my opinion on Brave. Bill last week said he was not terribly impressed by it. I enjoyed it just fine. I laughed. I cried. This is what I said on Twitter. I laughed, I cried, and I forgot about it when I left the theater. Yeah. It's just terribly regret- forgettable. And I've been thinking a lot about it and talking about my wife with it. A, I'm really curious to find out about what what, what the the bear and the bow was, that they had to change it into this. So the this- it took
1: place mostly in the snow. That's all I know. That's all anyone <laughs> said is like supposedly it was mostly snowbound.
0: So here's a little backstory for everybody. This movie was going to be Brenda, uh, uh, Pixar's first female directed yeah, Brenda production. Chapman, yeah. Brenda Chapman was the lady. She developed the story. She was directing it. All this she's about still listed as she's still listed as the director. Well, the primary director, and then um, um, uh, Steve Purcell is listed and as Marin. secondary. His secondary director, anyway. So, um or his co-director, I should say. So she was removed from the film, kind of similar to the progress on Ratatouille, but not as it. I mean, it doesn't seem as dra- dras as drastically because she's still listed as the primary director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas the original director of Ratatouille, like it, Jan Pinkova or whatever yeah. his name, he, he was. he was pretty much booted. yeah. He got
1: yanked and like yeah. His I think he got like story credit or something like yeah, that. I think that in that credit, case but, the like, story
0: was changed so drastically that it... well barely, yeah.
1: Ratatouille you can really see Brad Bird's stamp on it where yeah. it's like let genius people be geniuses. Yeah. After all, normal people should shut up and let geniuses be Also, <laughs> awesome. Which, between that and The Incredibles, that's kind of like his his thing. But, uh... Yeah. Um, so,
0: I'm really curious about what the bear and the bow was, because yeah. I thought... Do you think the
1: major hook... Do you, th- do you think like the big spoiler hook thing that happens in the movie, do you think that may have been a part of the original story? Or do you think that's something they drafted on? I don't know. On? I don't know. Yeah. My
0: feeling on that movie at the end of the day, because the more I think about it, and I try to pinpoint what it was it didn't work for me... I think it was the protagonist, I think ultimately that protagonist was not a terribly interesting character
1: she was very her worn out. struggle
0: yeah. her it, i was it it was far easier for me to sympathize with her mom than her,
1: yeah, which is weird oh, no her it's it's weird it 's hard to talk about this.
0: There is a movie
1: where <laughs> well, there's an emperor, <laughs> he gets a new groove,
0: yes, this movie is like that. <laughs> If instead of the No, 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 stop! You're already too spoilery. Stop it right now. Stop it! Stop it! No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious, Bill. Stop it right now. Because I enjoyed that movie far much more not knowing what's gonna happen. So stop it. Shut your mouth. She gets pregnant. <laughs> I think that that Riot-ishly character... knocked up by a tree demon. Mer- Merida was ultimately... Her character I think was not developed enough. Beyond that, I don't think the voiceover actress they chose was a very compelling voiceover actress. I don't know. And she was not bad. You're just gonna respond to that like that was a Bill's gonna make a sound effect. It no, not, I, I would not. not was, I would not have
1: pegged that on the voice actress.
0: I, I'm gonna put a lot of it at her feet. You know that was originally supposed to be Reese Witherspoon. Yes, I think we got a, I think we got an upgrade. <laughs> I'm not saying someone complain. with an actual Scottish accent. What, what I do you think, think she was. She was just. I, I'm gonna put you're it the on, first person I've heard say that. I either. think the voice actress was capable, but ultimately not terribly compelling. I th- and I'm gonna say it. I think part of it was her character design. I think it was, like, all her... This protagonist has this big poof of hair, and it's awesome, and it's beautiful, but it's distracting. Yeah. And I did not notice her facial expressions half the movie because there's just That's this giant wall yeah. of hair. So I did not feel like huh. I ever made any connection to her face, and then her voice wasn't terribly... Wasn't compelling enough to compensate for
1: it. Yeah. I just thought the way her character was written, she's, she's trying the to be tough is, and rebellious, but she's so yeah. one note. She's actively... She's greedy. She's kind of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. She's... I hate to say that about this of Pixar's one female protagonist. <laughs> yeah, but she's not. She's not. She's I not cocky and not... and 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 adventurous in a fun, interesting way. Like there's there's some shit that when 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 the big plot point kicks in and mm-hmm. things are going down, but you're not quite sure what's happening. Yeah, something's happening to one of her parents, and and you're like, what the fuck? You know, it seems like it could be like maybe one of her parents are dying or something yeah. like that. And this this is kind of like a big dramatic moment in the film, but she's still harping about, oh, you're still going to make me get married. You're still going to make me get married. And I'm just kinda like this is like Which is very teenagery. It's I mean, very teenager. Say- maybe that's what it is. Like it may maybe 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 it is a realistic portrayal of, of teenage activity. Yeah. It still doesn't make her more tolerable. No. I don't think she's a terrible character or a super no. annoying character. I don't think she's a strong enough invested. character
0: to carry an entire She's movie. a teenage girl,
1: I guess yeah. you can say. Yeah. But even then it's like No, I feel bad for calling her a bitch because it's not like she's but Yeah, it's way to be a jerk. About... Girl. Yeah.
0: I-, I really think that if that... Primary character or a more compelling character, that movie would be far more effective than it is.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, I think the right the writing in that movie just wasn't that strong. Well, here's
0: the thing: I love Steve Purcell-, Purcell. Yeah, I have like Sam and Max is my favorite comics. I was just reading Sam and Max Hit the Road today. Mm-hmm. He story is never is strong. did think he had that point.
1: much of an impact on that story because like he's he listed be more of a
0: gag guy. He well, he is a gag guy in a yeah. perfect world. He is listed as a as one of the screenwriters.
1: Yeah, but he was one of the stories. A guys. punch up guy, rather than well, we
0: clearly, should make Merida do this. Clearly, he was brought in to punch it up, and there yeah. were some things like the whole, the entire witch thing, and like the way the witch presented herself. That'll that say, was all that Steve, five minutes. That yeah. They ever sent Steve Purcell
1: just make yeah. us a cool witch and have her do funny. Yeah, things. yeah I exactly. mean it was
0: great, but yeah, that whole movie, I I enjoyed it. It was gorgeous. I liked all the costume design and everything, and I liked the bulk of the character design. But I think that maybe, maybe. And that that her, her hair was such a big part of her. I mean, what it helped define her character very. Right? It's unruly and overwhelming yeah, and big. And, but she, her character, could not live up to her hair.
1: I did like her, but the, the most interesting, most memorable thing she does in the movie is actually her opening establishing scene where she like runs away from the castle and you yeah. see her like climbing and stuff. Yeah. And after that, she
0: she herself doesn't do anything that interesting. Yeah. After that, that that's just like she does not seem like that adventurous or ambitious a person from the way she acts. Yeah. She just seems kind of like a petulant teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is you know a valid character but not enough to hang a whole movie on
1: yeah there's an extra twist or something to her character that that movie needed yeah to kind of like write because like i said it's not bad it's more of a dreamworks movie in terms of the writing and Scope of ambition of that story, which isn't bad,
0: but it's kind hmm. of—I don't don't know what she loves. There's nothing in that movie
1: as badass as what happens to the protagonist at the end of How to Train Your Dragon. I hate to compare the two, just because they're both Scottish, you know, blah blah blah. It's hard not. But there's something with like that character. Not that the character of How to Train Your Dragon is super ambitious or revolutionary, but he was enough to carry. But at least something happens to him. At least, even if he's he's not going to be that interesting from the inside, actually, at least external forces acting upon him are more interesting. To compensate, you
0: could you could also argue that that is more of an ensemble film. Yeah, that is. Than well, because you got a bazillion
1: is. characters in exactly. this one. Yeah. Well, and,
0: and it's not that this movie lacks characters; it's just that every single scene has Marita in it, and there are a lot of scenes that only have her in it, or at least yeah. she's the only speaking character. Yeah. But ultimately, the movie does turn into bear humor, which is my favorite type of humor. I laughed so hard. I like it's not and, like um, it's um, kind of slightly realistic bear humor too, because it's not oh, just God. blue from the
1: Jungle Book, but it's God,
0: it's so funny. I love the way bears walk. Yeah. <laughs> I could just watch. I can just watch that all day. And I don't want to talk about <laughs> the it. The big shaggy butts. Oh, God. It's so funny. The little, funny. little it's so funny. They have like funny. little corgi tails, but they're huge. Oh, the paw movements. My, one of my favorite cartoons when I was a kid was the Disney cartoon. Um with uh it's, like it's one of bears no 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 yeah, i this know this the the old whole series
1: of bear cartoons yeah, yeah. there was a,
0: there was one cartoon that was about this bear and he he with all the other bears they have to clean up the park together and there's and the, whole the whole song, song and dance. <laughs> dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh my <laughs> god you don't that playing while working on pixar And yeah just the way bears move it just makes me laugh oh god there are just some things that just make me laugh uncontrollably and the big pendulum's butts of bright bears is definitely like high on my list so like I I do not feel like I wasted my father-in-law's gift of $17 a ticket in the bag in the bag 56. yes yes um but uh <laughs> <laughs> but no I I is I think it is worth seeing and it's technically beautiful it is fantastic
1: Oh, we should. I mean, we can't that's start saying, looking the, at videos during a podcast. This is
0: not the part where we look at YouTube. Just oh, yeah, look at Walt Disney in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> that, that,
1: that's actually more entertaining than all of Brave all by oh, itself. Oh, I wouldn't go
0: that far. No, but, but so it wasn't I, bad. It just wasn't that good. It was just. You know what I've been realizing lately? I was like thinking, like, man, that wasn't my favorite Pixar movie. And I'm going to say something that's maybe like.
1: You think Pixar is all fucked up? Well, no, I think
0: Pixar is hella competent and they make good films. Uh-huh. But I would never, ever list their movie. If I were to think of my favorite movies, it would never occur to me to we'll list a Pixar film. I don't know why. I think I totally take Pixar for granted. How about favorite animated movies? I don't think they'd even go on that or list. Okay.
1: I don't know. What's your, and favorite, I don't... Well, what's your favorite Pixar movie, if you had to, if you have to choose one? Just just kind of curious as to... What do you think of their good ones versus their bad ones? Well,
0: well... Or what, you, what are your I mean, Finding Nemo is great. Yeah. Um, WALL-E is great.
1: Up is great.
0: Like, they're I'm not a all big
1: great. fan. Really? Not because it's making fun of fat people. I think the movie's terrible. It's, it's not terrible, but I think the movie loses all. Uh, once they leave Earth, who gives a fuck? Yeah. What's her in space? I like it turns the story kind like, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love the silent film first like first <laughs> quarter of that movie on Earth.
0: Any movie that ha- uses um, Hello Dolly that heavily is yeah, gonna get yeah, my vote. no, that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Pixar. I think I totally get, take them for granted. They're gonna make a competent movie that I will enjoy and not have a bad time at.
1: I was surprised because like I know I was never a big Toy Story fan, but Toy Story three got me on board so much with Toy Story. I was like, okay, that was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, Toy Story and... three was great. What's I mean, their next the, movie? The first Toy Story was great. They're doing a dinosaur movie.
1: Oh, that's right, and they're doing the movie that takes place inside the human imagination, or whatever. I think the that's human body,
0: like... but it's not Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Um... I don't know and what our, their
1: next project next. Uh, well, Monsters and uh, monsters University comes right. out this spring. Yeah. Or this this Christmas. But yeah, I don't know what their big movie is for next year. Because usually they have a trailer for their next movie coming out next summer in front of the most current film. I mean, yeah, they what was weird that. is
0: that they did not have any trailers in front of the movie I went to go oh, see. Oh, really? Which was well, that really must strange. be part of
1: the benefit of seeing it. such a fancy thing. Maybe. Well, no, they had to spend all the money d- demoing the sound system. Oh, you yeah. Know. So
0: I was telling Bill, so they had this, like, 20 minute film that was about the Dolby Atmos, which is great in that they talked about the way normal surround sound works. But then it just devolved into Wink. <laughs> oh, cinema, like cinemat, like uh, filmmakers fell in love with all the possibilities of Dolby Atmos. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. Herpa, derpa. Yeah, so what else do you do this
0: week? burst. The burst. Surround, surround, In the word. Um, I went to the comic Oof. shop this week and picked up... So, the Adventure Time comics, Bill told me I should read them. Yeah? Finally got into the TV show a couple... Like, a month ago. Yeah. And so I started picking up the comics. The comics are great. Comics are... Yeah! they comics are, are better fantastic. than some episodes of the show. Well, having Ryan North, the writer of Dinosaur Comics, write Adventure Time is the smartest thing possible. Yeah, he's
1: been really smart with just the casting of the Oh, yeah. The and, Adventure like, all Time the creative comics, people the arts. involved. You still got Meredith Grand doing the uh, Marceline spinoff. Yeah. That should be fantastic. Oh, even man. though she that comes... Yeah, she she seems to be under extreme duress to get that done in time. Yeah, she's been posting a lot about, I am uh, inking twelve issues of comics
0: today. <laughs> if I die, man, if you, someone if, please feed Heidi. If y'all it, read the Adventure Time comics, I can't. Or me, watch Adventure Time. I cannot insist enough that y'all go out and pick up the adventure time comics they are so good they're just straight up good comics but they are as good or better than they're the best licensed comics i've ever read yeah in terms of trueness to source well exactly
1: yeah well it doesn't help that like like i said the adventure time kind of looks like an indie comic that someone turned into a cartoon And so, Bebo translates issue, to the page really
0: well. makes a cupcake. Oh, yeah? And I have not read this issue BMO yet. has an apron that just says something like, I hope this turns out good. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I need that apron. Aww. Totally need that apron. Aww. I also picked up the most recent League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Century 2009. Are you going to talk about spoilers for this? No, I'll, some... I'll, talk, I'll talk a bit. you to talk about who God is? <laughs> no, I will not. Because I love that. That was my favorite reveal. That, I, like I brought that this comic just to show so much to better. Yeah, if... Uh, if you guys
1: know who Bill is and what he <laughs> likes, and if you think about who Bill think would would be happy to find out which uh, fictional English character. fictional character would be the perfect God, actually, if you think about it hard enough, which English character would be God? Yeah, yeah, fictional so, character.
0: League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I really the first volume of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is one of my favorite comics of all time. Yeah, I love Mina Murray. I love I, man. Is like, her fucking... next a little fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, her neck didn't get... I keep on confusing her with uh,
1: Ginevra from Dylan's comic, Bite Me, where Ginevra's had her head cut off. Oh, no. Minerva just had her... She fed Mina. people on her yeah, neck. Yeah, Mina or, has Mina, like yeah.
0: 50 bites on her neck. Something Did they explain like that. that? Yeah. That... Was oh, it yeah. all just from Dracula? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, the implication she is... She was ravished not... by Dracula? Well, it was... The, it, the, not the implication, the text, not the subtext, is that it was consensual and she went back multiple times. Um. Cause Dracula equals sex, everybody. It's a metaphor. I wonder what her so, vagina
1: looks like. It the... just
0: looks like an <laughs>
1: exploded pizza down there. Oh,
0: Bill. Anyway, so I loved the first league. I dug the second volume, okay, and then Black. The second is
1: the Ma- Martians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think I liked the first league so much just because it was so unexpected for me, mm-hmm. and it was so fresh. And I enjoyed it so much, and how layered all the illusions and everything were so much. Yeah. So I just totally found it fascinating. So the whole century thing has been pretty much from Century
1: is the comic series that's out now.
0: Century. Th- this is the final volume of Century, and it's oh. dealt the lat with the last hundred. Years. Oh, wasn't there one
1: that? Oh, yeah, because there's one about the sixties. Yeah. Uh, what was the first one? Actually, I
0: maybe are we completing it with Black Dossier? This is the last one.
1: Because I know there was something there was something about the 60s. I couldn't remember if it was part of this year. that was, was the last The, Black the last issue
0: was in the 60s, I think. Oh, this is pretty great. The credit page is made to look like a Kickstarter. And so each credit for each person, like the writer, is a tier. Oh, that's
1: awesome. It's like pledge
0: 200 pounds or more. Writer seeks funds for Osman's spare parts for enlightenment and astral travel. Prepare to divulge information from December 21st, 2012 of considerable interest to people with Christmas plans. It's kind of great. Anyway. Um, Jesus. The big thing is, like, the protagonist of Century has been, has been, well, the protagonists have been Mina and Alan from the original series and Orlando. Yeah. And I have never read Orlando, so I have no context for Orlando whatsoever, and just is not a terribly interesting character to me. I can't, can't quite pin this character in my head. So the whole Orlando's Century is
1: Orlando's a gender-shifting...
0: Well, Orlando is from a, a book by Virginia Woolf that, is, you know, in in League is a 3,000-year-old ageless being who lives in a world of hedonism and yeah yeah you know. and it's just the way especially the way orlando introduced kinda... like they have a pan-astral orgy
2: yeah
0: and i just like eh. however lee century did have a hell of a payoff this is not a spoiler because this has been pretty apparent from day one they've been talking about the birth of the moon child who will be the antichrist who will end the world and in and, and like 2009 And, of course, if you're going to have a character who would be of age in 2009 to enact the apocalypse. And the the gimmick of League, for those of you who are playing along with home, is that it's all all fictional characters are real and exist in the same universe. So you have um, Alan Quartermain from um, King Solomon's Minds. and the have, first books. Yeah, yeah you have Mina books. Murray, who's actually Mina Harker from Dracula. The Invisible Man, um, Jekyll and Hyde, like yeah. all that. They're in a team together. and they and, Captain, uh, Nemo. And Captain Nemo. Captain yeah. Nemo. So, and so all, it's all continuing. Like pretty much all fiction ever exists in the same universe. And it includes TV and movies and everything. Well, it's all, and... And because
1: uh, Alan Moore's English, it's yeah. all English-centric. It's very, so it's all the English, English here. Yeah. No, so, it's very yeah. much. It's
0: set in the UK and all this. Anyway, so of course, if you have to have one character, who's going to be a magical antichrist near 2009. It has to be Harry Potter. Oh, but
1: technically, technically, shouldn't that be century two, like 1994 no, it's adult Harry Potter. Oh, it's adult. Because okay, okay, I mean, it's yeah. he's the Antichrist. He's going to be older. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So, i said he wouldn't be the teenager that we know him as. Exactly. In, in 2009. Well, Bill,
0: he's also like possessed by an evil like magician who wants to enact the. Not end that of the they world. call him
1: Harry Potter by name. He just you just oh you, no, you just know who he is. But it's... well, that's
0: what's kind of funny because they he has to be, at the, with with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the original book, he could be use the characters' names because they're the copyright has fallen. Yeah. What's been the most interesting in the, the Century books has been how the games he plays to obliquely make you know which character is which did they actually mention
1: james bond by name no or not even emma peel
0: no oh see emma peel shows up in the last in in uh in black dossier and emma peel is one of my favorite characters of all time for the avengers one of the big pluses for these books has been Emma Appeal. In, in in 2009, they um, uh, pretty much the fiction set up is that M from uh, the James Bond movies, as played by Judi Dench, is Emma Peel, which yeah, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah, which is brilliant. I gotta admit. Uh, So the story does take place in 2009.
1: Yes, Uh, there they do show several of the Doctors from Doctor Who showing up in the background. Are you going to
0: get pissy because it shows the most current Doctor? I'm just saying.
1: Technically, he was running around and do that. Well, it's the he's time traveler. Time traveler, motherfucker. I was just going to say. Well, technically, he shows up. He first meets Amy Pond. It's like.
0: 1996, so, yeah. No. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but
1: no, they have other characters, like, yeah, you said it's got the Little Britain guys, it's got yeah. uh, the dude from Doc Martin. There thing. is a
0: poster in one of the backgrounds of Who Dat Ninja 3D, <laughs> well, which I enjoy. I will read the hell out of the
1: comics just for that kind of shit.
0: But yeah, the reveal of who God is is pretty much. I have to admit, all the century stuff it is makes worth so it much sense. Yeah, just for that, just for how the Antichrist is defeated. I'm, pr- I'm kind of that that made up for. I I have a very low tolerance for. Um, so Harry Potter turns into that giant murmur. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Harry Potter. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, he is fucking Alan boy. Moore. Alan Moore is amazing. Yeah, He's Alan such a Moore. crazy douchebag. Drugs are hell of a thing. Century 2009. Alan if you Watch- want to read a book... Where- Alan Moore is the Watchmen guy, right? Yeah, yeah he cray cray.
1: Yeah. If you
0: want to read a book where Harry Potter whips out his dick and, and pisses lightning... At a protagonist until the protagonist dies. Which? Oh, I was
1: going to ask which protagonist dies. Uh, Well, they made it so everyone made such a big deal out of his penis. I don't know if he kills a lady protagonist because that would have a sexual charge to it. Literally. (laughs) literally, I don't know if it was like like a suggested rape kind of thing or
0: something. No, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, dear lord. Jesus Christ. These crazy fuckers. Kevin O'Neill, it's really funny because his art worked really well in the context of Victorian stuff. Not it's so not, much.
1: It's a little sloppy and it weird doesn't, now.
0: Well, I mean, I like his sloppy and weirdness, but it's, but less, it's less of a it's visual. Well, it's you, it, in, the, in the context of, like, woodcuts and engravings and everything, it's, it was really cool. It's funny how much it's, like, it's kind of jarring in oh, a modern Alan, context. Oh,
1: man, Ellen Moore's kicking himself and putting down nabby characters in, in, like, one of the, like, <laughs> earlier books.
0: <laughs> You could add Mr.
1: Bay. <laughs> Go back for the
0: extended Mr. edition. Mr.
1: Carson.
0: So, yeah. um, also this week, I downloaded Dawnguard, the Skyrim expansion. Oh, still cracks me up whenever you hear that. Bill day. has not thrown down for it.
1: No, because I heard
0: nothing but terrible reviews. Well, here's the thing. This is this is why I was kind of- I don't of, want to be no fucking vampire. I'm already a that's, werewolf. That's my- Well, that was exactly my response. And having said that, then I met the Dawnguard which
1: shells the, the Dawnguard? The
0: Dawnguard are they're vampire slayers.
1: Oh okay. Cuz
0: this is this is what kind of sucks. I just
1: thought that was the name. It's like it's like saying, like, "Oh, I'm at Skyrim last night." So
0: it's genuinely just more Skyrim. Like I know that sounds silly, like but land? I was hoping some there's some new environments, but it like adds new things and shit. It's it's ridiculous. that I was like, "Oh, it's it's gonna be a Skyrim expansion. There'll be all these new things to do. No, you do the first thing you do is you go cl- crawl through a cave that looks exactly like all the other caves in Skyrim. It's full oh, of vampires. Oh, that sucks. The second cave I went this through. Is Twenty bucks. The second cave I went through had um, vampires that as soon as they saw you, they would reanimate things to fight you. And first, the skeletons. I'm like, okay, I got this. And then it's just a giant spider after a giant spider. It's like a personal fuck you. I was just like, oh. What, what what's a kick in the pants is that i have a low tolerance for vampires i was like fuck it i'm gonna be over the dawn guard i like their uniforms oh, i want it's one of those or
1: faction kind of choice well that's the
0: thing it adds another fucking faction to skyrim did you ever ever think you know what this game could use another faction as soon
1: as like they let me out of my like the faction stuff at the beginning yeah. of the game i never went back to it. all the all the stuff i've done in skyrim has all just been side quest stuff I did not me, care about the big faction war. In it that kills
0: game. me that you still have not played through the dragon storyline in Skyrim. No, it's so it good. good. Oh, no, no, no! Oh, you the played the through the bullshit one. You played through the political. No, stuff. I haven't. You got the chivo for it? Did I? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what did I do? You. It's bland as fuck. That's why you don't remember. Guess what? You fight a couple of battles and then it's over. Ah, but everyone I need to go back and play that. Everyone again. during the game is still talking about how oh you know I worship Talos. <laughs> Oh, oh. Fucking Skyrim!
1: I Old still Frick like that Storm game. Is... But yeah, twenty bucks right now? I already have a backlog of games I'm not touching, and Skyrim's so big as it is. If I if I've only put like. 20 hours into Skyrim and I still could play for another 100 hours without like needing more content, yeah. then there's no incentive for me to throw down yeah. 20
0: bucks. If Skyrim is a huge enough game. Why? I'd rather spend 10 bucks to buy Dear
1: Esther or something like that. Yeah. If I have to spend 20 bucks on a new game right now, yeah, yeah there's more interesting shit I could be this buying. This is
0: what kills me, though. So, the in the vampire storyline, you can have a new companion. And I'm killing my... I'm like, I think I may actually load the save and become a vampire just because I want to have this companion. Because she's voiced by Laura Bailey, who is the voice of Boss in, in, in Saints Row that I keep hammering Oh, really? About. Okay. And I'm like, I want to hang out with, with vampire well, Laura get Bailey.
1: too. Like, for... Yeah.
0: Well, no. I looked at the Chivos. It will not affect me, necessarily. But... <laughs>
1: That's cool, though, But, yeah.
0: you know, I'm like, I love Laura Well, that's Bailey. companion
1: can keep with you for the rest of the game. Yeah. It?
0: Although you've beaten everything
1: in the game, though, right? Pretty, pretty much. much. Like, you're, you're not, like, with me still being kind of, like, at the beginning of the game. Not the beginning, I have but... beaten
0: both the narrative threads in the game. I would not, I would never <laughs> claim to say I've done everything in Skyrim. My thing is, is that we talked about this a little One bit. One does not I broke simply my narrative. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I broke my narrative pretty hard. Like, that, my meta-narrative that I created for this character... So yeah. I was uh, I was I was like, Oh, that was one of the reasons why I was excited about Guard. is like, Okay, well here my character is in a place where she's kinda of lost and has no purpose because all these things that she had pinned her hopes and identity on kind of fell apart around her. Yeah. Um so I'm like, Oh well now she's vampire hunter, like something she can remember the the um the Dawn Guard, like she can like rally against the forces of evil, but they're boring. <laughs> I want to be evil. I mean, I have to break my narrative further. I
1: don't know. I might still, you know what I'll probably do is uh just wait for a sale
0: cuz I'm sure within
1: the next 6 months it will be like a half off sale at of Christmas or something like that. Yeah. And then maybe then I'll pick it up. But like also like becoming a vampire doesn't sound interesting because being a werewolf isn't that interesting. Like it forces you to play in third person mode at least when you're a werewolf and you lose it all your powers you third and stuff. And it's just like, man, not that the first person combat in Skyrim is that interesting to begin with, but the third person just feels like, I feel like I'm playing with an action figure on a TV screen. I'm just kind of like, meh. It doesn't feel good. Meh. Then again, I haven't been playing that much in the way games anyway. I've still been just reading and working and, yeah.
0: Reading, you loser.
1: Reading. Man, I'm reading right now. Did I talk about The Thousand Autumns of Jacob de Zoet? No. Last week? This is a book Dylan recommended to me. It's a book, it's, 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 it's... Do you know about the Cloud Atlas? I guess this is a big book that came out, the Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell. Not the comedian, but an author guy. <laughs> and he came out with this book, A Thousand uh, uh, Autumns of Jacob Dews It's about this, uh, uh, I think he's a Dutch guy who goes to Japan, and it's all about, like, 18th century Japanese shit. It's okay. I don't know why I'm suddenly talking about this. <laughs> don't recommend it me with me working on Nintendo book stuff. This might be a good... Who gives a fuck? I'm bored of. <laughs> I'm already bored of talking about it. What else is going on? <laughs> I'm also. I'm reading. I want my MTV, which is a book about the history of MTV. That's funny. Because that's all about, like, uh, rock stars being stupid and trying to make. Uh, falling off of cars while filming videos. This music book video. is
0: stupid. It hurt my head. It's this stupid. book is funny. I like <laughs> it. That's what I want to pull it falls down to.
1: It's like the fucking Japanese book, The Thousand Autumns of Jacob Dyson. It opens with, a, like, a lady, like, with. A, with a shit and blood filled birth scene where the baby dies. And they're kind of trying to cut off this baby's arm to get the baby out. Hmm. makes a wacky first impression. Yeah. You would love it. Amy. I was
0: going to say, I'm already not going to read this It
1: book. talks about excrement and groomious blood. Groomious? So, yeah, groomiest. That's a great verb. I Man,
0: love. language is so great. I yeah. had I had insomnia the other night. Oh, and so no. I um I got drunk and watched Pirates of Penzance at two o'clock in the morning because I'm a wild and crazy guy. Yeah. Man, fucking, that movie always reminds me, or I should say that show, it always reminds me of how wonderful language is. Which was Pirates of Penzance? Pirates of Penzance is about Frederick, who was apprenticed as a pirate, and as soon as he is old enough to be done with his apprenticeship, because he is a noble and good man, swears to eliminate all pirates. Okay, because I think I saw a movie version of this as a kid. Yeah, the movie version came out in 1983. It is, in fact, I've, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a, yeah, yeah. And it's got Rex Harrison and Kevin Kline and Angela Lansbury and Linda Ronstadt. It just came up on Netflix, I don't and know I, I love it. God, I love the Pirates of because yeah. I saw it. I first saw this movie at two o'clock in the morning when I was a kid on yeah. the Disney Channel. Aww. So this is. And, it, and I remember at the time thinking, Nature, am I fucking uh, hallucinating? Yeah. Because this movie is ridiculous. And it's because it's, it's based on a successful um, uh, uh, version that was on the stage. And they very deliberately made all the sets look like sets, like stage sets. Yeah. It's It's kind of...
1: It's Speaking great. of pirates and movies from a kid, uh, we're gonna watch Ice Pirates over here sometime soon. Have you ever seen Ice, ice pirates? pirates? No. Ice Pirates is this nineteen. It's kind of like this, kind of like Mad Max kind of thing, where it's like uh, like uh, space pirates who are hunting for ice because there's no water <laughs> left in the universe. Sure. Uh, running around the galaxy. And uh, Craig Thompson was over yesterday. Me and Jojo were hanging out watching uh, some like I've never seen anime, but Jojo found. A, he he borrowed a Blu-ray of this Macross movie from the early '80s, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah, and we were talking about that. And we got to talk about like cr- crazy science fiction shit from the '80s. And and Craig was like, "Oh man, Ice Pirates!" I just suddenly got the biggest hard on in the world to watch Ice Pirates. And we looked up the trailer on YouTube; it was fucking hilarious. And we watched a, a a piece of the movie on YouTube where uh, the 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 crew accidentally unleashes a space herpy on the spaceship. What? And then a we realized space herpy? a herpy was just a giant slug monster, which actually kind of looks like the inchworm from Labyrinth, except with no skin. Huh. And then we realized the ship's, like, Cook is Ron
0: Perlman, what? a young Ron Perlman. Oh, baby and at that moment, Ron I was like,
1: I, I saw this movie as a kid, but I haven't seen it since, like, 1985. It came out, like, in 1984. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to watch this shit. I, yeah, oh, man, young Ron, just for young Ron Perlman, before he looks like a total monkey. Now he just looks like a young, shaved monkey. But, yeah, that's my Ice Pirate story.
0: Oh, God. You Ice don't care, because this movie
1: came out when you were born. What else is going yeah. on? What are you... This is the Annie checks out of the podcast. Fucking
0: ice pirates! What am I gonna say? Ice pirates.
1: That's a movie well, that's that funny exists. You were talking about pirates and I got my own story about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: talking about pirates from the early age.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway, like...
0: that 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 play reminds me of how much I love language. Yeah. Fucking language is nice. I don't Fucking... understand half of
1: it, but I like language.
0: My mind has long been long been gnawed by the cankering tooth of mystery. That's one of my favorite sentences. Ooh.
1: Did they sing that out loud? No,
0: no, it's something that Ruth says. My mind has long been gnawed by the cankering tooth of mystery. Better have it out. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus going on Christ. Annie's
1: tombstone. Yeah, man, would you would you rather get buried or cruc? Not crucified. <laughs> 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 wow, this conversation I was, a conversation I was that having earlier today. Which is better, get buried? Or buried? What's when you get burned? What is that? Cremation. Cremation. I would Which rather better? be cremated.
0: Why? Because then my, no one has to deal with the cost or expense of a grave. Cremation,
1: or your body just gets put in the Ganges.
0: <laughs> no, I do not want. what is we were it all sky funeral? Yeah. Oh yeah, sky funeral. <laughs> awesome, like the Ben sky funeral. Yeah. Yeah, where they just put your body out in a rock and the birds eat it. There was a so there's this great webcomic called Three Word Phrase. What? One of the most recent installments was this old woman who's googling sky funeral. And she's like looking about vultures picking apart the boats, <laughs> and then she just turns and looks at her house full of cats. <laughs> Uh, everybody needs three words. phrases Well Dylan phrase. today
1: was talking about She's working on her uh, funeral Or no She's working on stuff uh, Will stuff Because mm-hmm. you know she figured with her Her and her wife You know it's a good time yeah, To start figuring it's out a Will good, stuff It's a good thing And to she do. was talking about How she wants to be cremated Rather than buried Which well, that kind of freaks me out Because I once saw a video footage Of someone getting cremated And a lot of times Bodies will aspirate And moan when You know because it's hot yeah. gases And shit going through the lungs And, and, yeah. and through the air and stuff
0: Just so like somebody, that instead of Futurama Yeah Bodies Ooh. will moan oh, Yeah <laughs> Set up, and their hair will burst into
1: flames and shit like that. Yeah. it's even more dignified than just rotting in the ground. Oh, it's I not that last for ten seconds. You're
0: dead. Who cares about dignity? Then why just get buried? Because then you got to pay for goddamn tombstone. You got to pay, pay for a cremation. Well, yeah, unless but... they're
1: gonna use your body to like fuel like the heating at the local gy- like a high school gymnasium. Actually,
0: what I'd probably do is I'd donate my body to science. Oh, okay. Really? Any
1: specific branch?
0: Probably to a hospital. Science
1: fiction. <laughs> Dar, that's dangerous. what my that's
0: what my grandma did, and I always thought that was super classy. It freaked me out at first because I was like twelve and I had to think about someone operating on my grandmother like practicing. Yeah. But
1: it's So what happens is that people find teeth in your uterus or in your ovaries and then you, you, oh, you your Bill ovaries get up on uh get up on uh Reddit.
0: Bill, I had teeth in my sinuses
1: actually. Oh I wasn't even They're Oh, that's why right. I forgot yeah. about that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, no, there was a thing on Reddit a couple weeks ago where someone had a, they had a cancerous tumor in their ovary, and it got, did I tell you about this? No. And she got her ovary removed, and the doctor's like, what the fuck is, it's not just cancerous tumor, but, like, it turns out her ovary was filled with teeth. Oh, God. And they they put a
0: picture of this on
1: Reddit of she her on ovary sliced open with a
0: bunch of teeth in her ovaries. Oh, God. The internet. Ugh. You don't want to tell your story now, do you? <laughs> anyway, no, um, I know that people who donate their bodies to science, a lot of terrible things happen to your bodies. Like, it's not all the dignity of Whoa. doctors learning. Like, they do terrible shit they're not body. gonna find
1: the cure to cancer with your fucking no one body most yet.
0: likely i'm either gonna f- like wind up in like some sort of forensics lab or something like that you'll probably
1: get used to it as like as a, a target at a, like ballistics yeah. test or something but like still that. i
0: like the idea of being useful yeah, and contributing yeah. to learning to some degree they
1: would probably freeze you and slice you up and take pictures of every slice and so it would <laughs> yeah. be naked annie being sliced up in a million pieces that's gonna be like on every like like there's gonna be like when they put out the iPad app about the human body, you're gonna be the default female like here's what the uh, inside of Annie's face looks Annie like! And she's frozen making this ah, face <laughs> What would you rather do, Bill? I uh, get shot into a blank wall at a at, at a brick wall at point blank range out of a cannon. <laughs> right, that'd be a great video. Oh talk about that that would be the all-time world animated <laughs> gif online.
0: Oh, God. And it's the body disposal. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's That's not not disposal. That's just music
1: in the back. We do it in the field so you (laughs) don't have to clean
0: it up. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
1: you have a bunch of midgets dressed like clowns come out and clean up whatever's left over. Oh Oh, no, what you do is instead of just a random blank wall, you gotta make sure I'm dead. (laughs) Oh god. What you should do you take my body, paint it red. Um. and you point like point at a house where kids are having a birthday party <laughs> and you shoot me through the wall and they think I'm a Kool-Aid man <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's put another Kool-Aid,
0: put your Kool-Aid in my hand <laughs> and like the side on my watch is oh yeah <laughs> there's another three word phrase from this week there was one where Kool-Aid Man bursts through the wall gives the kid a Kool-Aid and just goes it's my blood that was my other, other three word phrase this week and what the hell are we talking about <laughs> I can't even remember. We went off to you interrupted and said, burial, what do you want?" And I, oh. honest to God, can't remember. Oh my hey, god! Hey, speaking of of our ending, also, what happened this week? Um, the Mass Effect three ending came out. What excuse think? me, the extended editions? Yeah, I Sponsored thought
1: for the ending of Mass Effect as if you either give a shit. Well, or... a
0: we've talked about it extensively. Yeah. B, it's, it's good. Been a couple months. It's yeah. I, I thought it was half super necessary, half super. Way too much. What do you mean? So, I think what that... What was your original ending? My original ending, I get. chose Synthesis. Okay. So, having said that, there were, like, of all the, the, of all the people who were kvetching about the ending, the part, the kvetching that I could most sympathize with were people who genuinely wanted to know what happened to these people who had become their friends. Yeah. Because, really, Mass Effect is about the people you are with more so than I a State that of was Galaxy.
1: the I thought that was even a bigger problem than the fact that the endings are completely disassociated with any choices you've made throughout the games. And I think...
0: Anyway, just because you care about the more people more than the story, people care about the characters. So yeah, that's, what I really that's comes to and shot. I and I and I also thought it was kind of weird that Joker is flying the Normandy away and blah blah blah. They did like so they explain. Yeah, but ahead. it totally broke up the flow of the ending real bad. I well, it felt so shoehorned in. Like in this final assault, you turn around and go, "Hey, you guys, go back." That was ridiculous. Also, I think it's utter,
1: utter utterly realistic that you know you've got Harbinger. <laughs> that's precise enough to take you out two seconds later if you're sitting there for two minutes having a <laughs> conversation with garris about <laughs> garris no feed the cat if i don't come back no garris wait come back don't feed the cat I'm- i fed it this morning <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> like, Harbinger's trying to put up this pretence of not shooting maybe, you. Maybe Harbinger is having a smoke break or something. Yeah, he's just like,
1: you know what? Oh, I gotta check my email. I just gotta tw- text well, real quick.
0: Here's the thing. Here's how you fix that. Your friend, you, you turn to your friends and you go, you've been with me all this time, but this is me. Yeah. This is me alone. That's how you fix that. Oh. I thought that was kind of weird. Also, in my ending in particular, I, I went out with Fleet and Flotilla because they're my bros the whole game. I always took Tali and Garrison. Yeah. So, it was weird to me that in that last goodbye, it's just Garrus talking. Cause it's Tolly who is all blown to fuck, and her suit suit is held compromised. compromise, and she's holding Gareth up while Gareth talks to me, and meanwhile I'm standing here going, "What? I want to talk to Tolly. Tali. Tali Tolly, say goodbye to me, cause Tolly is Anne Perkins to my Leslie Knope, and I want to say, Tolly, you beautiful idiot." Have you ever Gareth watch his face, Ben? Yes,
1: <laughs> oh, That's a Photoshop you need to no,
0: make. No, it makes it makes it makes Gareth Chris Pratt's character Andy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Garrus,
1: shoeshine boy, Garrus. Oh God. Um, Edie's kind of like the, the who's the guy who loves stuff. <laughs> the guy who loves stuff. Uh, Ron Swanson. Except she's sexy. You think Edie is Ron Swanson? Yeah, because she's pragmatic and she says what's on her mind and she runs the place. I'm just saying. Put put that, <laughs> your guy. <goddamn laughs> just imagining
0: name. Edie with that mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Give me all the virtual bacon you have. <laughs> no, you must me all the bacon you have. Anyway, um, that was that was janky to me. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, the endings really did feel like this is content they may have originally designed to be in the ending, mm-hmm. but for some reason shit had to get cut.
0: I I felt that, that that I felt that that you needed that narratively, even though it didn't necessarily flow.
1: What, like picking up your, your Picking teammates? up your bros. Yeah, just to see what happens. Because in the original and, ending, yeah. Uh, yeah, Harbinger shoots, and you your characters just vanish. You don't yeah. know if they're alive or dead you or d- what. You don't even
0: see their bodies. And if you're
1: lucky, one of them might appear at the ending when Normandy that crashes. That was really driving
0: me, because like I said, I took Garris and Tali with me, and then at the end Garris walks out of the plane, yeah. out of the Normandy.
1: Yeah. I was like, what I mean, hell? that's something you kind of assume me would be kind of happen, but now they actually that, just show it.
0: That I genuinely did think that is not an okay thing to have happen on screen. I'm glad they had it on screen but it didn't necessarily fill the flow. So I thought that was great and I liked that final moment with the wall of the fallen and the Normandy Yeah. and then with, with Anderson's name in the middle and then adding your name to the plaque. I thought that was great and that was all the epilogue I needed for those characters. Really. You see one of the endings they don't actually
1: put your name up they consider it's, it and then well, they walk away. The
0: destroy ending in the, in the original Yeah, I didn't ending. see the
1: other endings I only saw the revised synthesis and the new ending they put in.
0: In the original destroy ending um if you had your galactic readiness rating to a certain point or excuse me if you had enough assets or whatever if your if your bar was maxed out yeah. you would see all the destroy ending plus ending plus two seconds of panning through the wreckage of um the citadel um in, in a close-up of commander shepherd's chest with the n7 emblem yeah. and after beat the sound of breath and the chest, like, raising. Yeah. So that was, like, that was in the original ending. But in this, yeah, if you chose destroy and you maxed out enough stuff, they, when they go to put your name on the wall, Liara kind of looks at it and smiles to herself, and then the Normandy flies off implicitly to save you, go and get you from the Citadel. Which, you know.
1: yeah, Whatever. is the Citadel, ex- destroying itself to do... Pretty much. What is there to save of you?
0: Well, implicitly you breathe or whatever. We don't know what happens. How does she know you're breathing? Well, how are they going to... Yeah. Anyway. What? it's. I don't think it's... I, I uh, think beyond that, beyond but, beyond the sound effect you're making right now, I think that was valid to see your characters. What I did not need was the slideshow montage. Oh, the storybook. Yeah. I thought it was cute. But it was. I think just... that stuff they added in just to
1: flash out. I think that was the stuff that was not planned ever for the DLC yeah. that they did drop in. Yeah. I think that. W- I think that more than anything, that was specifically the olive branch to the fans. Oh yeah. Uh, because it that that it shows one, the
0: fate of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, that tells you exactly what happens after you make your choice. Whereas yeah. all the other ending content is just immediate to that moment, but you have no idea what the shape of the galaxy is after. After like,
0: yeah. what, what's going on in the galaxy five years from after? One thing that is very, very, very interesting because I watched all these different endings on on YouTube. You see, never... I only saw the synthesis. Ending, characters yeah. you never see in that epilogue. Tali. Garrus. Which epilogue? Any of them. What? Wait, in, what, in, what in this slideshow. In this slideshow that shows the future of these characters. That's not Tali. You see Tali without her mask on. She's talking to Legion. And that's not necessarily Tali. Well, yeah. It's Aquarian. Yeah. You see Aquarian. You see Aturian. But you don't necessarily explicitly see those characters. You see Zaid. Well, Zaid, I'm not talking about, I'm t- you see J- Jacob, you see Miranda. You see Jacob. Aren't Jacob and Miranda, like, raising a baby out of corn or something <laughs> Like, and it's like
1: it is like a Pawnee, like well, but and I was oh, funny. I about that, got the, the guy saying. did the pony murals
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Pawnee murals. My point is, is I thought it was interesting that the characters that you could term the primary, yeah, that they don't include them, implying because which I read as the next we'll game see or something. Like Happen, yeah. yeah the, the advent, these, their adventures continue to some degree. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I know you don't see Garrus, but, but what I, I thought was, I really... assume that
1: lady you see talking to Legion or not. a Geth was Tali. I yeah. did not.
0: Um, what I thought was really interesting was that the big one of the big things that fandom bitched about is that regardless of what ending you chose, you saw more or less the same animation with a different color filter applied. Yeah. Whereas on the epilogue, they'll show different scenes of this montage of what has happened to everybody, but they'll reuse a lot of things that are just colored differently. Like what? depending. So like yeah, I never the, saw the, you... the Krogan rebuilding. Yeah. Like, when, but in the synthesis ending that you and I saw, they're growing, glowing green, and they've got. Well, the, that's they, You see that exact same thing without what the glow.
1: A shitty fucking existence. <laughs> Everyone is that, are they going to do that for the next games? Assuming the synthesis is the canon ending, everyone's just going to have like microchip shit and glowing eyes. I think that destroy is going to be the canon ending. That's what everyone's saying, but I just Shepard survives, yeah.
0: which is interesting because it is technically the quote unquote good ending. If you want to say Anderson is the quote unquote good guy. Yeah. Um. What. Uh, what happened to me so what's interesting is that they added I just added... want to say thing about the oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just these
1: endings to me they, these endings feel like except for the storybook parts like mm-hmm. the, the static there's no animation or anything yeah. like that that's what we're talking about yeah. in the storybook parts I, I, I really do think that like aside from that stuff this is stuff that was originally designed to be yeah. in the ending that that's got cut for budgetary like. and time concerns that's why I think the kind of pacing is kind of lumpy because they just whatever stuff they cut they threw back in there without thinking about editing or pacing just so yeah. it was like you know whatever we have let's finish it let's get it back in the game We'll we'll get like a couple people to do a couple of voices. We'll bring in e, the voice of Edie. We'll bring yeah. in Garris. May, like we can do this. We can pull this off without hiring the lady who did Tali to come back. Yeah. We don't necessarily need Shepard. I oh, don't
0: know. Did they? They must have had Shepard come back because there's Jennifer different dialogue. Hale, there options. is. But Jennifer Hale had said that she was not contacted. But I'm
1: wondering. If, oh, that's that's actually which proof. lends credence
0: to your theory. This is
1: stuff they had already recorded, but got cut, and they just yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I felt like it all felt really really natural. And and to my to my for my for all intents and purposes for me, it italade any concerns I had yeah
1: because there's nothing in the endings that changes the story it just fills out the the, the narrative gaps
0: I feel so bad for all the nerds who are pissed off because they really thought the extended endings were going to be different endings yeah
1: that they were going to change what happens at the end no man you're just going to get a couple extra books yep to your speak and spell turn the page ding what i do like what i
0: really do like and i actually think this is kind of cool and i wish it was in the original because it's kind of a great ending they added a fourth option because in the original in the original game you can choose to either No, you talk that's that
1: option is what i got we can talk about it i can tell you what happens yeah well no i chose it too accidentally the backing out
0: yeah you you can choose to reject the three choices okay okay yeah so, um, uh, Bill chose this ending. I accidentally chose it because after this whole dialogue with the star child, it's, uh, you're able to go and make your choice of these three endings, yeah. either destroy Well, he presents you, he
1: like, if you choose this, do this. Yeah. And the originally it was just like, what is this? Yeah. Or, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And this one, it's okay, what is this? Uh, okay, I want to do this. Fuck no. Yeah. And so I assumed because... I held off until the, he gives you the synthesis thing. I kept on backing out, it's like fuck no, I don't want to do this. Fuck no. And when it got to the synthesis thing, I was like fuck no, I don't want to do this either. And that's when <laughs> the kid so did... you
0: tell me what happened to you.
1: So uh, so I say essentially say no, I don't want to do synthesis. And he's like, okay. he's kind of like really mm, synthesis this was kind of my last option. <laughs> She's like, yeah, fuck no, I like I fought this war not so I have to like choose some arbitrarily bullshit from some robot kid. I'm paraphrasing obviously. And he's like. Fine, so be it. Then, like his voice drops and he turns into monster voice, kind of like uh, Harbinger, and mm-hmm. then he just walks away. And then Shepard stands up, and it just fades out. Yeah, and it cuts to credits. And I was like,
0: Oh no, it doesn't, cu- it no, doesn't cut. No, it cuts to credits. You, yeah. In in the in the game, you find that Liara has created this beacon yeah. that will be all the information they have on the um, the Citadel and the um uh, fucking uh, what's it called, the Catalyst. Yeah. All the information they have for the next generation, because that's basically what they had from uh, Virgil. In like in from the Protheans that they were able to develop all this, but it's everything that the next the next yeah Liara's life
1: boy is a lot more comprehensive
0: yeah. So so it, it enables the next round. Basically, everyone you know and love dies. You get <laughs> technically the worst possible ending. But everyone it helps you know the and next
1: <laughs> People in the, like fifty thousand years from now, when they like, it's assumed, uh, insinuated that when they fight the Reapers, they actually manage to defeat the Reapers on their own terms. Yeah, yeah, Which is that, because because yeah, because what happens is you. You find someone uh, receiving Liara's message. Yeah. There's an empty room. You don't see who's, like, watching it, but someone's received this message long after we're all dead and all, all, all... Like evolved essentially in life, and the uh, universe has been destroyed. And then it cuts to the credits. And then, yeah, the epilogue. Instead of uh, yeah. instead of the old man and the little kid, it's mm-hmm. like some kind of a sorry-looking lady, yeah, some kind of female not alien. Quite. But yeah, and then
0: like this little lumpy alien-looking kid. Tossing. Yeah, and they're kind of talking about how Which oh, and that great. was the
1: shepherd, and that's how that person the shepherd made it so that we like, could. Wipe they out all the died, run- yeah. so that we could live.
0: And, and That's actually more. It was kind of great. And like in retrospect, I love that you can destroy. The entire universe just by be- being petulant and saying no. How the fuck you know? I'm just which I pop. love, which, While this which sort of- I think is pretty much subtext <laughs> to the fandom, right? And when I did that, the moment I did that, I,
1: I wrote on Twitter, I was like, oh my god, it just crashed." Mass Effect would do a tree, and it was awesome. And it, like, because my Shepard was such a like, I started playing Shepard recklessly because my Shepard fucked up the story where like I like I didn't get like I cheated on Liara and some other story points got fucked up. Where like by the end, that was like the best possible ending for my ghetto wannabe Shepard. By the end of that, whereas like when I go back and play with my good save with my real face and when with me and Liara as a couple and stuff like that, it'll be interesting. I'll be tempted to actually choose that option again because I in the long term I kind of like that ending We're where, where everyone you down. know and loves dies but like no one like it's an ending that doesn't resolve on these the, the fuckheads yeah. who invented the reapers to do everything it's essentially yeah. like I don't know yeah I, I like the idea that the galaxy kind of picks us up by its own bootstraps in the end yeah. eventually with yeah. the help of Liara's life boy
0: yeah what's um uh uh See what happened to me I accidentally chose that ending Because after this whole dialogue tree <laughs> I go okay well I'm all over my options And I turn around And I'm looking at these three things And you have your gun Because you can yeah, use it to use far. the yeah. destroy ending yeah. So I turn around I shoot that motherfucker in the face Because yeah. I'm like fuck you I try- I did that in the first playthrough I turned around and tried to shoot him nothing And I was happened. pissed that nothing happened And I-, I forgot that I did that before And nothing happened So I just turn around and I shoot at him And he goes fine then Have it your way <laughs> Oh,
1: so is that how you got It
0: the, is. Yeah, so that's how I had it Oh, ending. so you could do it's, I it's shot the same the ending, star it. shot into it. Yeah. Oh,
1: that, that's even better. Yeah. Then, instead of just saying, fuck, no, you just... Oh. You,
0: you put a bullet in his face. Oh, fuck that It does that not little hurt kid. him, but it was... Any ending that doesn't involve help from the shithead kid who I've always hated, that is great. Oh, I, I thought that was funny. But no, I, I enjoyed... I, I, I think that it was g- necessary, and I'm glad that, that Bioware did it. I just wish they hadn't felt, and I totally know why they felt the need to spell things out as explicitly, because that's what everyone was asking for, and so they did it. Mm -hmm. But I I wish that they could have just left the, the like, that little epilogue where you say goodbye one last time, and then just that final bit where your crew is saying goodbye to you, because that's all I needed. I still wish you
1: could have done it, like, where, like, the the relays get destroyed, but you get to say goodbye to everybody as they scatter to the four corners of the universe before... Like the relay
0: shut down or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So everybody gets to go home I again. do like the... Like, the like, oh, it the can't relay's... be Liara because they didn't make it through the Mass Effect relay to go back to Rannoch Oh, but that did can't you see be... that supposedly the Reapers
1: can like rebuild? Yeah, depending on which oh, ending you get.
0: I... I think in the destroy ending... Actually, no, it's no, it's in the control ending. Because in the control the ending, ra- Reapers the Reapers, kinda Reapers kinda are rebuilding up. the mass relays. They're literally
1: rebuilding. Like, you see, like, one of the storybook yeah. images? Like, I think they're helping put a bridge back to the other. Like, it must be the most embarrassing conversation with Harvard. It was like, sorry, guys. I'll put up this building <laughs> I knocked over. Okay. But yeah, they're helping rebuild the ma- mass relays. Yeah. Well, and it's also insinuated because they have the uh, accumulated knowledge of all the other uh, galactic civilizations yeah. wiped out that, like, they can use that knowledge to help.
0: Well, they they even
1: say that, like, galactic civilization rebuilding after the Reaper attack suddenly, like, had this amazing technological philosophical growth that it Mm -hmm. otherwise would have never had if it was just, you know, the galactic civilization evolving Mm -hmm. on its own. And so... Uh, they could have just replaced the goddamn relays. You know, they, wouldn't yeah. even had to over, you know, they could have built, built their own bigger and better relays. Like,
0: system, emotionally... So. There and, would have been ten years
1: where everyone would have been stranded.
0: Emotionally and thematically, I see why they destroyed the Mass Effect relays. I still think that's great. I like that. I think that's really cool. But I'm really curious to see what the hell story they tell next in the Mass Effect universe.
1: It sounds like... it's uh, Everyone's assuming the destroy ending is the canonical one, so I'm assuming they'll just build off of that.
0: It's so. just intense. Like, in Dragon Age, um, uh, the... Altair becoming king is canonical, which is just weird to me because I like I picked up the the Dragon Age comic mm-hmm. and I'm like, what do you mean Altair is king? He's not king. It's so that's such a it fine not mean anything to me. It's such a fine line with the BioWare treads, but you know, I love BioWare. What is most exhausting to me about the Mass Effect new endings is that now I have to listen to everybody rehash these arguments again and I'm just
1: Oh yeah, like but it's 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 I the, the ire has not been nearly as high as it was when the game first game first oh no. came out. Okay. um i did like it's still weird that they have the normandy crash at all on that ship this, especially because they just get up and fly away at the end anyway
0: it's i mean it's a metaphor for a new dawn
1: i know but the characters I do like on
0: in a new age when
1: uh the normandy gets the order to retreat from the soul system you know which explains yeah. why the normandy's why flying not, away yeah. at the end i love how pissed off uh
0: Joker, uh, is. Joker gets when he jokers <laughs> like
1: yeah. yeah. I, I doubt they probably brought South Green again. So this is probably another thing that they had recorded and were meaning yeah. to put in there, but they had to cut. Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah, no, that's. Massive. I think Bioware did a good job. God bless them. I, they negotiated actually... with Paris. And they...
1: Yeah, like <laughs> they so did a good job. <laughs> how the endings tie into the rest of the games mechanically in terms of your your choice and stuff. That's still stupid. I, I still, still say all the Mass Effect but games end with an
0: abrupt binary decision that affects the future, but not necessarily Better ending
1: than Mass the Effect 2, and Mass Effect 2 is everyone agrees is the best game in the series so what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly this actually makes me, I'm, I'm I'm a lot happier with Mass Effect 3 and the whole series yeah. as a whole now than, than before. They did, yeah, when I was first downloading the 2 gig update I was like, <laughs> oh man, this must be 2 gigs of worth of snack cakes for Turians and, and Quarians <laughs> so they can survive on Earth until they can get the relays rebuilt
0: Man, I love that the Bioware the Mass Effect extended endings were a gig and a half and Dawn Guard was five hundred meg.
1: Man, those guys at Bethesda know what they're doing when they're uh, when it comes to data compression.
0: Well, all well, of Skyrim is like a gig and a half. Yeah,
1: to it, be fair, it takes
0: up like less than a quarter of the space on that DVD. To be fair, a lot of the Mass Effect ending is pre-rendered shit oh, that yeah, they have to compress. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Dawn Guard, it's just using the same assets and adding some audio files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know,
1: man, speaking of endings that people don't like. All right, everybody. Now we're gonna talk about Legend
0: of Korra. So, what do you think? I loved it.
1: Splars for Laura. Hey, everybody, we're Cora. gonna talk about
0: Legend of Korra. I lo- I have one complaint with Legend Korra, and we'll get to that. But I thought it was great. No,
1: they get a saw She didn't get her top blown off. <laughs> Titty bending.
0: I'm on a boat. No, um, <laughs> the um, I'm off a boat. <laughs> I'm off a boat. No, I I thought the Legend of Kor- Korra finale was great. It was exciting. Um, Korra was more active and central. I liked I liked um um. All the the flashback stuff with Tarlock. I thought, and, and um, what was his name? Noah Talk. Noah Tuck. I loved Noah all Tuck. of that. And I loved how. That was a satisfying explanation
1: as to who Amon yeah, was. Yeah, I
0: loved that whole backstory. And it was, it was, and I liked how you could very, like, you could see that in a different, in just a slightly different world, that's Korra. They made a very interesting visual detail where if you, like, it was. Oh, Noah, where, Noah Talk is a kid. Looks He's got. Ex- almost almost exactly like Cora. Yeah.
1: Well, I saw people online were talking about how. Oh, I was going to draw a gender-bended Cora, but then I realized like Noah talks right there. You just yeah. traced that screen cap. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: also, yeah. Noah Tuck was hot. So there you go. Yeah.
1: He does have kind of weird voice. Where he's... Oh,
0: he it sounds like they took an older voice
1: actor. And t- I wonder if they just took Steve. No, I'm saying
0: he was pretty. Oh no, but I'm saying? saying his voice. His voice sounded like like. Yeah. I, I enjoyed all of that. I like. of course. I like dancing wolves. I like that was. <laughs> they're actually that, that I objected to because they were just straight up wolves. I'm like, no, no, no. This is this is the core the Avatar universe. They have to be like Again, armadillo wolves or whatever.
1: Bill saw it on the internet meme corner. Yeah. Uh, someone had posted a picture of it was it was Korra and uh, Mako listening to uh, uh, Tarlock's story, and at the end they're like we don't give a shit about Amon, but wolves? Real wolves? Like, what do you mean? Like, you made, you blunt bended like, turtle wolves, right? <laughs> like, like, chicken wolves? He's like, no, wolves. And they're like,
0: that's, and then they're like, oh, oh my
1: god! <laughs> that's the startling Ta-da! revelation, not, you know, who Amon was or anything like that. I, I really um, liked
0: all of that. I thought it was so good. And I liked that, that um Kara gets her bending taken away. Yeah. And that's when she's able to unlock her airbending.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. I love when she, the way she unlocks her airbending is by being, angry because her shitty boyfriend <laughs> is is threatened <laughs>
0: love all the people who are harsh and on the romance in Legend of Korra. And They're teenagers! Marco. They're stupid bullshit
1: teenagers! Mako is a big fart cloud <laughs> of where it says, like, a dotted line. It says, insert character development later. <laughs> um, no, that that is one, one thing that did kind of bum me out is uh, when Korra does finally figure out airbending. The fact that we haven't seen her actually even practicing airbending all season, it just abrupt at the very end. The fact that she does learn it in a moment of rage for her boyfriend. A, the fact that she... If She finally figures out airbending in a moment of rage. Kind of goes against the whole air nomad philosophy of peace and tranquility. I
0: wouldn't say... No, no, no. See, okay, here's my <laughs> counter-argument. Airbending is all about... Defensiveness, as opposed to that,
1: makes sense. Yeah, because it's, it's she's not
0: really on the offensive. She's yeah, it is she's a moment protecting of somebody. Protection, but also in the name of a fucking
1: boyfriend. who was a little bit
0: like she's a teenage girl. No, again, she with is a teenage, teenage girl. Teenage girl. Bill, I'm so surprised that you can't identify with the travails of a teenage <laughs> girl. But Mako had been bolin. I would have been all
1: the way, like yeah, fucking kill them. Mako is just a classic. Like, oh, people like, like what he uh uh kind of
0: bad boy. Like, but
1: teenage boy man, but in retrospect that like shows the shape of the season is really weird because they could have done in, in retrospect they could have done without so much pro bending and just had an, an yeah. extra episode of just an episode like flashbacking to like yeah mako and Bolin on the streets just to give mako a little character v- development do they or... they
0: they i mean they hit that whole show they fucking hit all the notes and then kept on going like that whole show, they don't take a breather anywhere. When maybe they should have. That ending was rushed, though. The last, like, especially oh, yeah. when she gets Iroh shows up, and then. Well, it's also
1: slightly confusing too because she gets her bending take on away, mm-hmm. and then she learns to out of air bend. And for a moment, I thought that meant she got all of her bending back. Mm-hmm. It was it was only because she learned the air after. Yeah. See, because I thought that like I thought that like her bending her. Like when you get your bending taken away, you get your bending taken away. It's not not that the fact that you're having well, your connection to specific elements cut off, but that you just can't fucking bend. You can isn't...
0: argue that he's not technically taking the bending away. No, he he's not. He's using he's, blood bending. Yeah, he's blocking. Weird... He's gumming
1: up your your yeah. like psychological works.
0: And she is able to access a part of her that was never in tune with her. Anyway. Which
1: ties into the other th- thing. I'm really disappointed in the fact that she gets her bending reinstated five minutes. That after was she gets my taken one, away. That was my one complaint with because this season. and. It, Everyone was disappointed ending. because I, th- I think I think the ending would have actually felt less rushed if we didn't know there was going to be a second season. If this, if we know this yeah. is just a single season, oh yeah. If they announced the fun. next day there was going to be a second season, everyone would be celebrating. Yeah. But uh, going into the finale, everyone knowing there's a second season, everyone, and especially yeah. with the. Uh, the first show, the Avatar The Last of Airbender, the first season of that show also ends... That is not definite at all. There's a good guy victory, but you can tell that is just the first act of an ongoing story. Yeah. Whereas with The Legend of Korra, it, yeah. it, it's funny how, like, even knowing that they are going to have a second season, they didn't go back and change anything about the ending. It's very much... It felt like a, se- uh, a, a series, series finale, finale, not just yeah. a, 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 a a series or a season well, finale. Well, here's the thing. But...
0: So we're we're basically what we're bitching about is what would have been better is if she just lost her bending and the second season was about her learning to yeah, reconnect. Traveling the spirit
1: bending. world or whatever, yeah.
0: But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a kid's show. Well, in retrospect, too, mechanically it led that one to work because
1: if she had to travel the spirit world to get her... If she had to go through a whole, like, season-long journey to get her shit back together, that would be a spiritual journey. What Amon was doing was a physical blocking. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have had to go back and rewrite the genesis of who Amon was to fit that. I could see why they, they, they... They could have finally... They could have probably figured a way to kind of mix those two takes of them on together.
0: Yeah. But I can see... But it's still just, like, so abrupt. Well, I, I would also say that the last thing that I would want from a second season of Korra was a season of teenage angst about not having your bending. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I feel like oh, I dodged a bullet the there. I, the idea would have been her, like, getting her shit together. Well, like, it's not
1: just like, oh, that would have been so interesting and like getting her bending taken away. It would have been interesting because... Have I talked about this before? About how the fact that, like, she started off... She's pretty much born bending, it seems. Oh,
0: yeah, because she has all three abilities unlocked from very Even early more arm. than it
1: seems like Aang or any other avatar, she's yeah. been defined by the fact that not only that she's the avatar, but by the fact that she can bend since yeah. she was born. That's, been That's who she she's is. She's built her entire personality and her own self, uh, yeah, self-identity on that. Yeah. Strip that away, she's going to have a hell of a lot more fundamental yeah. uh, identity crisis than a, than oh, Aang yeah. would or any of the other avatars oh, would be yeah. if they had because she would have to rebuild herself as a person and learn to live and yeah. that would have been a great doorway into finding out how, about how benders and non-benders relate in the world because you'd have to travel the world yeah. as a non-bender and see how the
0: other half I agree and stuff. but it would also be teenage angst. <sighs> Well, you didn't have to be, dude. If... if you're a teenager and your basic identity is stripped away, especially if you're Cora, who is not a very that's self-aware that's person, it would be the last thing that I want from any. I, I agree. That is fundamentally more interesting, and yeah. the journey that you can explore there is much more interesting. But I, the I don't want that from. Well, a second what most of people
1: are choosing to uh, believe is that when she at the very end after yeah. she's got her. Uh... Uh, bending stripped away and they go to the south pole and she tries to get katara to fix it the moment where she runs away from mako she's all petulant they're like you can't help me i'm running away yeah Uh, she goes to the cliff face and she's crying over the cliff face and her teardrop falls that she's about to kill herself yeah that's what most people are assuming and that sound that and so it's only uh when she steps away from the cliff face and appears yeah because it's it's you have to really read into what that is.
0: I would I would agree with that assessment. Mostly just because that explains Aang's reveal in that moment a. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And B, um, it's a kid's show. You cannot address themes su- I mean, of suicide on something that's on 7 o'clock on Saturday. Right, they had a murder-suicide
1: five minutes before that.
0: True, but it's not... <laughs> it's not, it's not that's a, not the protagonist. Exactly, that's the yeah. villain.
1: But, well, I, I, like, I was struck by that because they do have the one shot of her teardrop falling down, yeah. and it's so... It's not just like an incidental thing. Like It slows down. There's a glimmer. Like, yeah. There's obviously supposed to be some kind of symbolism there. Oh, yeah. It depends on how much symbolism you want to read into that. Yeah. But like I wouldn't be as bit surprised if they actually do come out and say yeah, she was contemplating not good thoughts. Yeah. And, and people pointed out she, her teardrop is not going to fall from her face oh, yeah. in the ocean if, the she's, ocean, if she's, she's already, she's already halfway hanging off that cliff. Exactly. She's not just enjoying the view, but she's contemplating yeah. falling that goddamn teardrop down. Yeah. So essentially, she does kind of have what everyone wanted in that second season arc. It's just, in yeah. the time she steps, yeah, from the moment she steps away from the yeah. cliff to sitting down, instead of a season-long arc, it is yeah. a literally second and a second-and-a-half arc. Which she be fair? She learns to accept herself.
0: Cora is about that emotionally complicated. Yeah, Which, I know one. which is one of the things I love about Cora, you she know?
1: Is, yeah, it has the emotional depth of a sidewalk. She, that's
0: what I love about her, is that she yeah. is just, like, this person... Who is just very honest she's just and true the to machine. herself. Yeah. Which is why it makes sense to me that she has all her bending unlocked so early. Yeah. Because she's just like. You know? Yeah, why there's not? no. <laughs> there's yeah. no. Like. And she's that's not why, thinking about that hard. No. She's like, i can not walking by this. You That's one of the things I love about yeah. her as a character. But oh. yeah, no, I agree. I That is my only complaint, is that I kind of wish. It's not that I felt that it. Like, it didn't fit in the story. It just, it did feel it like... It rushed, yeah. It yeah. wasn't
1: inorganic. It just was so compact. Everything, the, end, yeah.
0: the entire show I felt was very compact in a great way, and just a great compressed way. That felt rushed to me.
1: Yeah. It I kept on joking with Annie the whole way uh, she gives up, uh, she's able to give back everyone's uh, uh, bending. Yeah. This is just an excuse for her to touch uh, Linfei Bong's boobs. Because <laughs> she has to put her hand on her chest. Oh, I did yes! not notice
0: that part Well, oh, no, because she has to touch,
1: you know, touch the chest and the forehead, but... And when you in fei Wong, she gets her bending back. And, all and like, oh, that's so cute. And, yeah. you know, and you get to see the airbender kids kick ass. Yeah. It was, oh, oh, that, that was, was great. Week. That
0: whole fight scene. I think that was That was Oh, because that, that was the fart, fart bending yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the fart
1: bending. But no, yeah, yeah, Mako. Be, it's funny because, like, Mako actually did more action-packed stuff in this episode. Not Mako. Uh, uh, General Iroh Ge- actually did Iroh. more
0: action-packed stuff than actually anyone else in I know I shouldn't did. like Iroh because he's just this hero that came in at he the 11th hour. The like, hey, guys, but I love Iroh. Okay, here's the... I am a huge love uniforms and uniform designs yeah. and i love that design and i we just love his got character the 1920 pants but it's
1: okay yeah. yeah
0: if 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 uh, asami and iroh do not there, here's my shipping if asami and iroh do not hook up i'll be sad well then what do you think is going to happen the next season if asami does not join the united i, I have no idea what the hell they're gonna do because they wrapped it up that yeah. was the end even the That's last the thing you the last of shot of a second series of, of freddie and daphne kissing <laughs> <laughs> and
1: panning up, that's just an echo of the last shot of the last series yeah. with you know Aang and it was so complete.
0: Yeah, like I loved Korra, and I will have as much as they want. And they've said it's going to be half in Avatar or half in Republic City, half not. Oh, really? They've I come out and said that. that. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't know. That was so such tidy. They put they such could, a bow on I it. I wonder if they would actually skip forward
1: a couple years just to kind of see maybe the rebuilding of cool. Republic City, but like age up the, the 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 Airbender kids and that would be show, interesting. Uh, show uh What's the main character's name? Larry. <laughs> legend of valeri <laughs> her having already started to grow into her her well that's the thing now she's a full-fledged avatar too yeah this is a, like that's an interesting place to start where she yeah. it's not worried about her training but how she's going to deal with people yeah uh man like, man i almost feel i almost wish they didn't introduce asami until the second season because yeah. in retrospect if you took asami out of the season and just made her introduce her like at the beginning of the next season mm-hmm. that clears up a lot of space where they could have done a lot more character development for Mako and stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning of the series. And if you, you know, you do some character development from Mako, he becomes a more interesting love interest mm-hmm. for Korra. People get less uh, upset about him. Yeah. But then when Asami shows up yeah, and like, instead of being like this stupid love triangle, everyone has to tolerate in the first season. She shows up, and she's an actual. She's she's a great thing that fucks up their relationship, yeah. and she's a
0: badass. And you know that. Man, kinda... Asami, I, I I would agree, except uh. that I love Asami so much, and I love her mini arc that happens oh, yeah. during the show. She, she, she has she is, had that arc. But... She is way more of an adult than any of these other kids.
1: The shit she has to tolerate. The shit she has to tolerate. Her, her family they both have to like swallow so much shit from everyone around them. Her fam- Her shitty
0: boyfriend. Well, yeah.
1: So you know what are you talking about? Her. It's only that her mom got murdered. <laughs> Her dad only went crazy and tried to kill her. Yeah,
0: yeah. Her boyfriend only broke up with her
1: for the fucking <laughs> Avatar for no reason. But I like
0: how, like, that she and Cora uh, are still, like, because she doesn't blame Korra for it. Oh, no, that's the best part. Like, what she says, Korra like, is, she goes out her way, she's like like character. Yeah, oh, I love she, Asami. When she pitches out anybody, it's not
1: Korra. It's she goes after Mako, which is
0: the right thing. We're talking but about I, shit like like
1: 90210. But no,
0: what I love about Asami is that she is such a she could be such a petulant shit, but she's not. She's not half as petulant as Korra is. No.
1: Korra, like the last five minutes before she really really reaches the spiritual enlightenment yeah. to be Ang, she's like, "Get away from me, Mako!" Shit, <laughs> I'm gonna maybe
0: kill myself. I guess. Uh, um, I fucking loved Legend of Korra. <sighs> What's up, are
1: you amon he's a makeup master he puts bacon face <laughs> on his face
0: somehow he's able to shave loved, off his eyebrows and then i loved boomy showing up as another general just, just a that's woman. such a great yeah. ridic- so because like the way i read that is so the the united what are they called fuck united, united forces, forces or something yeah. so the united forces clearly are there such an organized army they have to exist because there's some greater need for them in the world
1: yeah, because that is I, a wonder huge much, I wonder how much. I wonder if that was actually well thought out. Because like I said, so much of this, se- like once you f- watch the last episode of the season, yeah. it feels like this was actually this this all they planned for the series. Yeah, and so like their shit like Boomy and yeah. where they're going with Asami and stuff, they're actually going to have to figure
0: that shit out. It's well, it not makes just- sense that Asami joined the United Forces with all her technical. You're saying know-how. that's such a great idea. It can't happen. <laughs> it can't Someone did happen. fan art on Tumblr. Well, of, that'd be very uh, great. To get around the, the way too. You and I was stole- just like,
1: oh god. Oh, they were joking about what if Bolin and Asami joined the. Yeah.
0: But it's, you know, it's just, it'd be. I am curious to see if there's not, like, some sort of global con- conflict that the Avatar has to get to. Yeah, drawn I mean, what's into. the villain for the next thing? Yeah. Because in the, the original, original show, show it got bigger. The original show There was like this Uber arc And then there were Sub arcs for each season yeah. And there's no Uber arc here Yeah So no, at least it's, not it's that's gonna that's be to whole new, established Which
1: you know If they do a third season It'd be great If they took another break And it was actually different Like yeah. maybe he jump A, a couple of years after that Yeah Maybe this whole series Could be like 10 years In the life of of Cora Which could like be cool that. Yeah
0: I don't know if they'd do An age jump though Because ultimately it is you Well know. it's a Nickelodeon show You want yeah. it to You don't You're want not like A 45 have year old Cora Tits hanging down Exactly and Lin Beifong Fong can never die. So it has she has to be this oh, age oh, forever. Cora, I loved it. It was great. Although if you, I am age, so... if you jump
1: forward uh, far enough, then you have like the airbender kids. They start to have kids. Yeah. And uh, there's an episode of the original show where uh, they meet some kind of like fortune telling lady. And she's like, yeah. Katara, you will only die after your like fourth grandchild, great grandchild is born. And so they can end the series with her dying as soon as like Milo has his, like fifth baby or something. Yeah. It's so bad. And now that like, did I talk about this last week, how I'm kind of bummed because there's not going to be a happy future for the airbender family because like Tenzin and, and Pima now have four kids. Yeah. And he's probably going to send them, there's four airbender temples yeah. out in the world. He's probably going to have to yeah. send each one of those kids out there to kind of start repopulating. It's okay
0: it. because they're airplanes now. Oh, that's so, true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> they just buy a they're ticket. just going to jet over. <laughs> they want
1: to say, they say, they say uh, a Sky Bison, you can take the day off. I'm just going to get buy my airplane ticket to I back was in ca- city. Th- one
0: thing I was sad about was that, so the cars are satomobiles, which yeah. I thought was great, but the airplanes are just airplanes.
1: Automobiles.
0: No, no. A- well, it could be a guy named
1: Larry Otto. Well, no, That'd be funny because it'd be a joke piece and said that the automobiles can cut auto...
0: Well, they're satomobiles. I know. But that is that's a joke. That the guy in the who show. invents
1: an airplane, he could be named Otto but O-T-O-T-O. OTTO. and so uh, shut I... up Bill this joke made made sense before I said that lad
0: Legend of Korra man that show I, I, that show stuck the heck out of the landing for me there are all these things that should be annoying to me that were not no, I, I just was fucking bad. loved it I'm
1: just curious see like,
0: cause like they can I, literally they go do? anywhere they do the, whatever the they next want season. it's kind of awesome
1: Oh man, I wish you hadn't had told me about that because I, I want to do a Legend of Korra slash uh, Korra map. Yeah, and I was thinking, well, if this whole show is ever going to take place in Republic City, I can just draw a map now and I don't worry about it getting out of date. If it's a Legend of Korra, they suddenly decide to like let's go check out Bossing ba Bay. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck. I'm gonna travel
0: the world I'll be to wait until Just make an avatar map I do And then to. make a Kura map I know, map but I like being In like two years complete Yeah, shut up <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: that's right Because it would right.
0: be It would be accurate As of a hundred years ago uh, in, Yeah, I know You know, Come actually line. Yeah,
1: that's a good point Annie, I love
0: you So then you just sell Motherfuckers two maps I'm just saying <laughs> Exactly Bill, I'm looking out For your interest oh, here Oh man, I and mean, then there's a fat airbender when all the avatars pass and life show up. You get to see all the different... There's an airbender in the back who weighs like 400 pounds. He's got 12 chins. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty like, great. Fat, like, Did you are... see that there was a fire lord airbender? Like, he was the fire lord. He had the crown and everything.
1: Oh, no, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. That's great to see all the little background details.
1: Yeah. Well, I saw that, like, people, uh, someone that had taken a screen cap of the first time Aang sees all of his past incarnations. Yeah. And they kept, they were... They, they they fleshed out, like, like with the the ones you see in the, at the end of Legend of Korra, the, yeah. they were consistent with how the characters are designed and just.
0: Man. I fucking love this show. Legend of good times. All right, friends. In summation, Mass Effect yay, Korra yay. We're going to take a break and go to the Geek Week interview.
2: Go, go, go!
0: Yo, it sounds like you're actually collecting garbage. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, Bill. Hold all your refuse. Alright, friends, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. What's up? What's going on? Bill, you want to start at the start? Uh, I have to pull it up real quick. Oh, Then I will start at the start. Gene Yang, who wrote the excellent um, Avatar the Promise miniseries, which we've talked about before, and if you like Avatar at all, go out and buy it it's I'm really assuming good.
1: if they've gotten this far into the podcast they might at least be tolerant <laughs> of Avatar talk um, the, it's a it's, uh,
0: talk about comics that are true to their source actually the promise is probably neck and neck with the Adventure Time comics because Gene Yang does a great job with those characters and the art is fantastic yeah. so the exact same team the, the two ladies who have done the art and the coloring for the promise and Gene Yang are going to do another mini series called The Search which is about Zuko and Azula searching for their mother
1: that's interesting I want to see what the hell Zuko up with Azula after the events of Avatar: Last Airbender, because yeah. I'm assuming she got her ass put into a goddamn institution or something.
0: Yeah, what is great is that Gene Yang was involved, did talk to the creators of the show, so all this is canonical. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty. Also, I mean, pretty the fantastic. whole point of the
1: Promise is that that's kind of leading into the foundation of Republic City from before yeah. too. So yeah, yeah and like uh, the 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 third issue of the Promise isn't going to be out until this. later this year so you're probably not going to see the first issue of the search until like maybe next summer it's
0: almost like comics take a lot of fucking work
1: oh yeah almost as much as taking a fucking uh drawing or uh creating a goddamn tv show yeah Man. But uh, anyway, um,
0: good shit. We're excited about it. have more good comics in the world. That's not bad. That's true, my friend. Ball. Um, so, in in other news, that game company is releasing a hard copy collector's edition of the Journey in August. Yes, it contain not only Journey but also Flow and Flower with uh, developer commentary and the soundtracks. Wrong. I'm the games. curious to hear that. Yeah, because like I love developer, de- developer com-
1: like the only co- developer commentary I've ever listened to is the Valve commentaries on their mm-hmm. games. And that was good times.
0: It's always interesting. Yeah. It's it's re- very clever to have commentary in the context of the game. Yeah, I'd be really I would curious love to play to through, through that journey. For journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: I- the, we built the sand dune, and we spent so much time on the sand dune. Go you, oh, see that other sand dune. Then
0: you die. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Is that Asian accent? <laughs> no, I was just doing my dumb <laughs> accent. Russian.
1: It's okay, dracula game it's okay. Developer.
0: you would die it's
1: okay but no that's category. cool like uh, uh that'll be nice for people who don't have psn for some reason don't have an internet oh, yeah. connection they can dude
0: all those soldiers serving overseas i'm i'm always excited when Although any they... yeah because they're uh, like the they um all those soldiers serve they don't have internet access oh it's part. gonna
1: have the soundtracks for all green all three games too how can you get that on your on your computer
0: i'm sure it'll be there'll be mp3s on the disc or actually, they may not be because you can have music through the PSN network. It could okay, be only that works on your PlayStation no. Three. Well, and somebody will your... rip it and put it up on BitTorrent, no. though. Yeah, so, so anyway. but I'll buy the hell out of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's it's good stuff. Um, spoiler for Journey, everybody, for the actions that I said happen at the end of Journey. Wait, what'd you say? I said you die at the end of Journey. You die at the
1: end but of Journey. But it's okay.
0: It's okay. But then you're also reborn at the end of it's Journey. Okay, so, it's okay, everybody. You know what? Every, hey, spoiler, everybody. Journey is not about the ending. It's about the journey. <sighs> spoiler, everybody. It's about everybody. the
1: band. <laughs> I'm gonna make that tired-ass joke. Just
0: a just and a hometown and girl. And
1: I don't even know... Is that? You know, in a world. How do you know the name of Journey songs? I not Oh my
2: god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's don't ask um, me. Tank. Then there's a boy, in the south Detroit. Man, do, so did you hear?
1: Did we talk about Tom Cruise breaking up with his lady friend?
0: So Bill did not even know that Tom Cruise is
1: married, much less that they had a child. Well, I keep on hearing that he's gay. That's why I was surprised that he found out that he was a. Uh,
0: his beer broke up with him. <laughs> well, no, there's been, it's been, like, he, I'm curious, I, I know nothing about this other than people have been making jokes on Twitter all day about it. Um, but yeah, apparently Tom Cruise broke, that's not Geek Week news, why did you mention it? it Who was gives that, a shit? It's news, and not
1: just not geeky, week. Who though. gives a
0: shit about Tom Cruise? Uh,
1: this week on your mom's interested in this and no one else <laughs> is, uh, So, uh, in more
0: interesting news, I um, went to the post
1: office the other day, Yes, and someone was trying to mail a bag of change on a Crown Royal bag. No, with like not in a box or anything like that. But they're trying to get the like the postal lady to put postage on the bag because they don't want to spend extra money on a box or an envelope. Technically, well, it's a container, but it's not gonna. Yeah. Like this lady is trying to tell well, I think it's, it's like not going to get to your destination
0: le- um. legally. You, it has to be something that can withstand the trials. And it's of shipping.
1: Closed, tied with a drawstring
0: bag. Like you can, you can ship a coconut. And it the thing of money. You can ship a coconut. Oh, uh, really? You can just put postage on a coconut. Ooh. You can theoretically put postage on anything. Like if you look, there are like old pictures of people like My with postage on penis. children. Yeah. You know, like from the turn of the century. I'm just saying, you, if you put postage on anything technically is mailable, you're absolutely correct. It may not get to your destination. Supposedly,
1: in the 50s, uh, someone sent a letter to mad magazine just by putting a picture of alfred e. newman on the front like there's no alphanumeric thing it was just like a oh, blank yeah? envelope picture alfred <laughs> newman and supposedly it got to mad <laughs> magazine headquarters i
0: love the post office yeah oh, they man. know what they're doing anyway they're so total assholes in other news uh Genody tartakovsky creator of dexter's laboratory and um Ninja uh, samurai jack Pass. and the excellent animated um star wars um shorts. He did the X-Men cartoon. Fuck that you, that Bill. The chorus
1: stole its theme from.
0: <laughs> Bill doing that funny thing where he <laughs> says words. Anyway, Genevieve <laughs> Tartakovsky is doing the rounds for his new movie, which is like fucking Hotel Transylvania or something like that. Yeah, it's not trailer. I don't I've know. Before, it has, right? I it did not watch it. It's... I guess it's
1: Andy Samberg and what's his name? Who's the guy who's out? Everyone hates now.
0: <laughs> who who at... is
1: the guy? I have no with idea am Not Liam Neeson. No!
0: It was Jack and Jill. Adam Sandler? Yeah. He plays Dracula. Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg are in another movie together. Yeah. Though really? they they did Hotel Transylvania.
1: It's coming out. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize that was directed by Gennady Tartakovsky. Yeah. But he's to do a Popeye CGI movie.
0: Yes, the point is, is that he what we all are all more interested in is he's making a Popeye CGI film. Have you st-
1: have, wait, have, have you watched the Robert Altman live-action one?
0: Yes, we talked about it before. You love it, and I'm disinterested in I it. I just
1: love the beginning because it actually starts with uh, the beginning of a 1930s uh, Fleischer Brothers cartoon and yeah. then turns into live-action. What which I do I always love... always thought that was amazing. What
0: I loved about that movie, though, is that they kept the constant muttering asides of Popeye, which I always loved about the Fleischer Brothers. Brothers I don't know if they can get the vo- to be the voice actor of Popeye. I mean, it shouldn't be
1: that hard because Popeye is such like, a weird voice that you like, should be like... You can get fucking Dave Collier to do it, but who? What, what do you think the story is going to be? What canonical? It's going to be like re- rebooting Star Trek. <laughs> is it going to be the sea hag? Is it going to be the big bad. I'll be
0: interesting interested to see how well it does, because Popeye is one of those characters where it's not like there's a huge Popeye nostalgia market. If like, it's really. violent enough, though...
1: <laughs> Could I'll you be ready? curious? would there's some fun things, especially if it's kind of like 1930s oh, yeah. based. If they go
0: for that aesthetic rather than for like Popeye's in the real world, I don't or know. Popeyes... I hope to God, Jena Tartakovsky would not be involved in that. But I don't know if they can afford to make a multi-million-dollar film that's like a 30s aesthetic CGI film.
1: Yeah, the 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 script came out, and supposedly he's 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 defending his 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 minute shed. Here comes here from comes a Bill. lady who lives the in the neighborhood. Joke. Here comes the joke, everybody. Named Dee <laughs>
0: Dee Oh, you're making a Dexter's Lab joke. Dee- That's I can do the so voice cute. Diddy, Diddy, you go away.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna sound like Tom Waits. Dee Tom get Waits is Dexter.
0: <laughs> he can never get out of his lab. See, if, he I, just, try, if he I try, if I try to do the best thing in the world, booze. If I try to do a Dexter voice, it's just immediately going to turn Dee-dee. into a terrible um Peter Laurie impression. So really, yeah, try it. We're on the radio. That's the place to do it. <laughs> I can't. Really? What did Dexter sound like? I never saw that much
1: Dexter's Lab though. So I don't have that much reference. You never.
0: Oh, I mean Dexter's Laboratory
1: I was know it's good. good, but I didn't have cable. It's really Cartoon good. Network. Is it on DVD? Is it on Blu-ray? Is it that on? That's uh, a good
0: question. iTunes Powerpuff Girls? I bet you can get some ridiculous cartoon cartoon compilation. Who's the hot one on Powerpuff Girls? Oh god. I'm not gonna answer that question. That's just a <laughs> grotesque question. Also, A, that's yeah. grotesque. B, they're all the same shape. They have different hair and different color schemes. <laughs> I can only get a boner for pink, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> say. What's that My Little Pony? Everyone's got boners for those of It's just the oh, same goddamn cartoon character. We're not gonna character. talk about My Little Pony boners. What, what would your cutie mark be? What would my cutie park be? That's actually a good question.
1: Uh people, email us what what you think. <laughs> email boy Howdy, what's our email address? What would you? We're Howdy at we boyhowdy.org. Boy we should have a design Andy's
0: cutie mark competition. <laughs> God, you that's a no prize. That's everybody, fully to do. That's be, your tattoo. It Get be, it on your butt. It, it would it your be. Book. It would probably be two riders on one horse. Let's be honest. That's actually be my cutie mark. Wow,
1: that's funny. That that's funny to think you've been thinking about. Like that actually has my been your cutie mark the whole cutie time. Cutie yeah well
0: anyway um so the first episode of the new season of doctor who is called asylum of the daleks
1: boom boom boy they still haven't announced when the new series is going to start it sounds like it's going to be sometime in september or something yeah. though i guess like in the uk they're already showing that to critics and stuff like that oh really yeah so cool. i guess it's done yeah. i mean they've, they've had a year like over a year to work on it yeah they gave uh doctor who some extra time off this year
0: man i went from being very interested in doctor who that to not Bad. that was a bad
1: season yeah I could
0: care. Oh, I at least
1: love River Song. I'm like, oh god, the fuck, <laughs> yeah, River Song, the fuck. Oh my god. Oh, just see, you don't care about this, but David Warner is going to be on Doctor Who this year. Doctor, where David Warner played uh, evil in Time Bandits. You, of course, you care about. That. <laughs> he played Jack. Here I'm going to look him Jack up. He played Jack the Ripper in Time After Time. He played uh, General Gorkon in Star Trek VI. He played the guy, the Cardassian guy who was torturing Picard in "There Are Four Lights." He was in Titanic. You've seen him, yeah. No, he's. You, if you saw his face, you know who he is. He's the old British guy who's all like. Oh, He was in that Tron. The guy. Bad guy in
0: Tron. Yes, that's where I know him. Yeah, no he's going to be an episode in of. Uh,
1: oh, he's uh, the episode that he's going to be in. To he's going to be in an episode with the new companion and also Davos Seaworth. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad to see that guy's going to show up in Doctor Who. Nice. So, man, what else is happening? uh clone high guys are directing the lego movie i had so, no yeah. idea there was going to be a lego movie well the
0: lego movie has been in development on and off for a long time this these guys have had the most interesting arc of anyone so bill and i first knew and fell in love with these two dudes what is it um uh uh lord and miller are those oh, names mm-hmm. chris miller and paul lord it's Sorry, meeting time. another time.
2: marshmallow
0: <laughs> anyway, um uh bill's eating himself um. No. So uh, I'm gonna do that. No. Anyway. So they did this great, short-lived My MTV series called like Clone High, which mm. is ridiculous and so much fun. Yeah. So um, so they started as animators. Then they went off and they did the um uh Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movie, which is really good, actually, uh, surprising us all. And then they went off and did the fucking 21 Jump Street movie, which everyone says, which is everyone says is that. great. So now they're doing a Lego movie. God bless them. I trust them at this point. But yeah, what's the most interesting thing that has come off from this Lego movie is it'll be live action and animation, which we'll see how that goes. Sounds but I trust these the bros. the like the Legos or I trust meeting. these bros. Yeah. The most interesting thing is that they, since it's Lego and Lego has a lot of different licenses, they are in fact having Superman and Batman in this movie. They're trying to negotiate for Channing Tatum, well, or not in Channing, um, uh, uh. What's his name? Is it Chan- not Channing? Not Channing. I thought it was Channing. I thought it was really yeah. famous. Yeah, Channing. That is his Whatever name. Whatever it is, it should be Tom <laughs> Hardy. Magic Mike. Magic Mike will be. You- is that Superman? This yeah, this Friday. I'm so pumped. How are you not out there like for a midnight? That's a good point. It is Friday night right now, motherfucker. If you guys, you know what? If you oh. leave right
1: after, like right after recording, you Shit, could hit the theater in time me. to see a midnight re- uh, screening damn. of.
0: Why email not Foley. Seeing- I'm so mad. Anyway, um. Anyway, Channing Tatum, Superman. Will Arnett is Batman.
1: That's perfect casting. It's
0: brilliant. And a movie directed by the Clone High guys. Oh, uh, so I, beautiful.
1: I hopefully like they're gonna need a lot of voice actors for this, so hopefully they bring back a lot of the Clone High guys.
0: Well, those are all competent comedians who are involved yeah. in Clone High. So, anyway, very excited about that. Very excited about. It. Bill, do you want to read your next note? I feel like I'm in class. Do you? Uh, Indiana Jones uh, coming out on Blu-ray <laughs> on,
1: on September 18th. Yeah. Raiders has been yeah. remastered yep. and restored, and, and the sound mix has been cleaned up from the, from the ground up by Bember, who's my favorite sound designer of the 1980s. Very good, he, Billy. He, he made the sound of the laser guns in Star Wars. He took a wrench and he put it on a power cable, and it made a piao sound, and he recorded it. And also, the sound <laughs> of the Men Falcon is a P 51 fighter plane. Very good, Billy. You can have another marshmallow. Yay! <laughs> No, yeah so Indiana Jones Blu- Blu-ray box set is coming out September 18th um, I will buy
0: the fuck out of that on Blu-ray I'll get it just for Raiders yeah. I-,
1: I think it's one of those things they're not gonna sell the movie separately oh, no! of course everyone's gonna take their uh, uh, crystal skull disc and just skip it off the <laughs> lake um <laughs> yeah,
0: you, know, you know what i genuinely forgot that crystal skull existed everyone does i was like oh those that's, are three great movies that's what I <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely what i
1: thought and it sounds like the, the other movie. like the uh the other two movies are just getting whatever but raiders is being kind of cleared up and fixed up they said there's gonna be no like digital alterations yeah like they they actually put out a cut of raiders lost ark like maybe five or six years ago which did have some digital corrections yeah uh, it wasn't quite a special edition. Like, uh, Steven Spielberg came out and said, there are, like, there's a couple things, like, the, there was a scene where... Uh... Harrison Ford, he falls down on, on on a bunch of sand, and there's a snake in front of him. Yeah. And so uh, Harrison Ford's face wouldn't get bitten off by this cobra. Yeah. They put a piece of glass in between sure. him and the cobra, but you like can you. see a little bit, bit of the reflection of the glass of of the cobra yeah. in the glass. They kind of digitally took that out. It sounds like they're they're, they're not even going to do that. They're going to reflect huh. the original, so it's going to be nice HD with flaws and all, nice. but with like remastered sound, supposedly. That's fantastic. So that be nice. Yeah, have a nice archival HD copy of Raiders Lost yeah. on your on your bookshelf. Absolutely. That'll be fantastic.
0: And I am going to take. This is a moment to remind Portlanders again that the Hollywood theater is screening the remastered 35 millimeter print of Raiders. <sighs> That's probably night. that print that, yeah.
1: the, that they're showing. So Which,
0: Portland bros go take a chance to sit in the Hollywood's fancy new seats and listen to <sighs> their fancy new surround system yeah. and watch yourself some Raiders of the Lost Ark. i need to see that again sometime. I haven't watched it in a while. So in other news, the RZA wrote and directed <laughs> a Kung Fu movie of the great title of The Man with the Iron Fist. Have you seen the trailer? Yes, I watched it last night. It looked pretty
1: terrible, act. Oh,
0: it's... Bill, but it's called I'm... The Man with the Iron Fist. I'm,
1: I'm going to be the jerk who complains just because there's so much obvious CG in a kung fu movie. Because, like, there is, he's a big fan of the old time. Like, you yeah. know, the Shaw Brothers, you know, 36 Chamber Shaolin movies and shit like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, of course, it's supposed to be a supernatural kung fu movie, so it makes sense they would have CGI. But yeah. still, I'm a little a uh, boo-boo-boo. But it's got uh, Robin Hood...
0: It's got Russell Crowe.
1: And Russell Crowe. It's got, got Kanye Lucy West shows up. Kanye I, guess. I saw his name show up in the credits, like, uh, as in co-starring. Uh, I'll I'll see a kung fu movie starring Kanye West. Oh, that felt so good.
0: Mushroom is settling inside me. Oh, God. I'm going to change the subject. It's always interesting when someone who really, <laughs> really loves something makes a movie a yeah. p- that is that thing. It's either really, really good, like in case of, like, Edgar Wright... Or it's really, really unwatchable. It's
1: a movie written and directed by a rapper. (laughs) I mean...
0: At best,
1: even if it's serviceable, will be a miracle. (laughs) Even even by kung fu movie standards.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Anyway... Moving right along, very movie-centric this Moving week. Um, right all of the classic down 1930s down through 50s Universal movie monster down movies down are coming out on October second in a Blu-ray box set. Yeah, it's 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 everything from uh,
1: Bram Stoker's or not Bram Stoker's Dracula, Ugh. Uh, the original Dracula, like 1931. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah, it doesn't have like the Son of Dracula, the yeah. Bride of Dracula, or the the fuck nuts in my mouth of dracula yeah. it's just all the original movies well universal actually like five or six years ago put up box sets of each series of films so I was gonna say, they had a that dra- dr- yeah, dracula dvd box set which was all the dracula movies from like the 1930s and 40s they had a frankenstein box set which had like four or five all, like the house of frankenstein and stuff this is it's just the original it's it's just uh well it's got uh frankenstein and bride of frankenstein which Bride of Frankenstein is better than... It, it, heads would have rolled if they didn't have Bride of Frankenstein in that set. Yeah. But yeah, it's that. It's Creature of the Black Lagoon from the 50s, which actually comes with a 3D version of the film that you can view on a 3D television, which I think that's a great extra feature.
0: Yeah. And it's just
1: that, and it's got like a 50-page book about the, all the universal horror movies. And that sounds really cool. I'll, I'll end up picking that up. because yeah. I it sounds weird, but you wouldn't think like old-time movies would look benefit that much from, like, HD presentation. Yeah. But, like, as long as, like, that shit's been, like, scanned from an original print and cleaned up nicely enough, that shit looks really fucking nice.
0: And, like, these old, like, uh, horror films. That'd
1: be just really cool I'd to see love, in HD.
0: Yeah. No, the, there's something about seeing movies like that in in 3D. Yeah. But, or, and, it should be in HD, I should say. It's really...
1: And uh, the Universal's been pretty good. Like, like those Universal DVD sets that came out a couple of years ago, they had a lot of nice extra features. The commentaries on those things were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a fantastic commentary on the Bride of Frankenstein DVD, which looks like it's included in this set, which is my tradition. That's the last thing I do every Halloween night because mm-hmm. I listen to that as I'm falling asleep. Because yeah. this guy, he has a very, it's, it's very informative but kind of funny just commentary. Ah, it's just, it's my thing. So, yeah. I, I, I'm already a sucker, not only for those movies, but that uh, that specific presentation of those films. Totally. And just that being on Blu-ray makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Annie. I, I'm happy for you. Annie's just agreeing, like, yeah, whatever. It's fucking no, old I'm monster movie shit. I'm for you. Oh, Ed Wood's coming out. Speaking of which, Ed Wood's coming out. Well, this is the time of year when all the Halloween shit starts coming out, like yeah, all the Blu-ray announcements. Yeah, they start announcing it. Yeah, yeah, Ed Wood's coming out on Blu-ray. That should be good. Oh, that's another black and white thing. Oh, yeah, and Ed Wood, that's like Tim Burton's best that's his best film, technically. Yeah. It's not as good as uh, Beetlejuice or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah. Have you seen Ed Wood? Yes. It's about it, a transvestite. I think it is actually really cute na, na, and na, na, really na. charming.
1: It's depressing. And I enjoyed and it.
0: More. Oh, yeah. That's what I like about it. That's what you like
1: about it. Yeah. They say at the end, he contemplates killing himself, but then the ghost of Ang shows up, <laughs> restores his filmmaking ability. And then it's all very happy ending. <laughs> Shut up, Phil.
0: Anyway, I'm Shannon Garrity. So this is what I'm very excited about. This was just announced today. So Shannon Garrity, a, a really fun cartoonist, did a great comic called um, Narbonic about yeah. evil scientists. We about Helen. Na- and um, does a comic currently called Skin Horse. She just today started doing a comic called Monster of the Week. Yeah. Which is um, uh, she's going to recap every single episode of the X Files. She started with the first episode with the pilot. And she just does a twelve panel recap of the X Files. Oh, that's
1: funny because on the Sunday I was I was telling people about how I have never seen more than like two or three episodes of the kick of uh, not the Kickstarter the X Files of the X Files uh, except for like the first movie that came out. Yeah. That's more X Files than I've probably seen of anything else. To be terribly and honest with you, to
0: watch it, uh, uh-uh. there are f- five episodes of the X Files you need to watch, yeah. and really the rest of the X Files you can miss. Would you want to watch that together? From there? Someday. I don't so know if I can go back to the X-Files. Bad... Well, that's what well, that's no, talking no. about.
1: When we were watching the Korra finale, I was jo- talking about this. Everyone tried to talk me out about it Because they're like, X-Files was fine back in the day, but it's aged for shit now. Yeah. And there's so much bad. There's a X-Files, lot of bad files x the, the good stuff. It's just not worth the hundreds of hours I'd be wasting yeah. By trying to watch that show. Because that frankly
0: all of the um the um mythology of the X Files is boring as hell It doesn't go anywhere, right? You're just well no, it does. It meanders to get there. I know. And it's not movie, interesting.
1: There's bees. <laughs> there's corn. That's right. There's
0: I loved the X Files, but I no genu- no I'm gonna change Fair that sentence. Munchausen? I disliked the X Files. I love Mulder and Scully. Mulder and Scully are two of my most favorite Which one's fictional ones. Depends on who you're asking. Oh. <laughs> do you have anything for Duchovny? I know. No. But, you know, David Duchovny was a hardcore. What's her face? At is attractive. I'm right. Um, Jillian not wrong? Anderson. Jillian Anderson is beautiful. And I his... have a crush on Mitch Pelengi. Thank you. Oh, who Mitch played Plenty. Skinner? I love Skinner. Is he their old uh,
1: guy? Yes. Their boss? Yes. He's Aww. their boss. Aww. Mitch Aww. Pelengi
0: is cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, do you he's that kind of handsome that looks kind of like my dad, and I don't want to analyze that too. Oh, <laughs> <Exactly, laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. No. Wow! I no. Jillian Anderson. Does his is character great.
0: get killed off in of the show?
1: Does he meet an unfortunate end? I don't know, because I, I saw. I thought I saw some people raging about his fate on the show as being bad. Maybe or something. he does.
0: I can't remember. Um,
1: do you care about Law and Order? They put the first eight seasons of Law and Order up on Netflix. I learned this from listening to the Giant Bomb podcast this week. That was like a goddamn time machine because that show yeah. started off in 1993. Yeah. The first episode. Uh, the first episode that shows up, it's uh, Leo McGarry from The West Wing complaining about his daughter being sick, and I was like, oh my oh, yeah? god! And you see a couple of people in that episode are like, oh, that person has a TV show. it's Like the second episode, it's Gina Torres from Firefly. Yeah, uh, she's playing like some, some kind of like some prostitute leader or something like that. And one of the prosecutors later in the episode is the Jubal Early from Firefly, the guy oh, who yeah. like tries to steal her ship in the last episode. I was like, yeah. but they they never, never were on screen together. But I was like, sure. It's like a Firefly. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you, did you see? <laughs> Ten year, This is the 10th anniversary of Firefly coming out. I had no yeah. idea that she was 10 yeah. fucking years old. I know. As of this September.
0: Does it make you feel old?
1: <sighs> 10 years of people bitching about Firefly. I love Firefly. I've been one of those chief bitchers about Firefly, but damn. Yeah. 10 years of everyone raging about that TV show on the internet. Yep. Oof. Fandom. Fandom is a beautiful I thing. I haven't actually sat down and watched that series in a long time. Okay. Probably not since Serenity came out. Yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs>
0: So anyway, I have no idea what these sen- this sentence means, but I'm going to read it. What? A wizard edition of Niko nuni Ni-, Ni No Kuni, is how coming you know to America. What, what is Nino Cooney? Kuni? What?
1: How do you not know? How do you? How are you into video games? You don't know what this is. What is Nino? Kuni? This is a Studio Ghibli role-playing game. Oh. Oh. I know. <laughs> you sound so... Oh, that piece of shit. And he's <laughs> <laughs> even tending
0: your fingers in, like, feigned interest. Like, oh, oh. really? Tell me more. <laughs> Japanese I, role-playing oh, game oh, bullshit. Here's the, here's the thing. I was weaned on Japanese role-playing. Because basically how... Japanese role-playing is kind of how I kind of came back into the Oh, this is sexual playing. Gaming. This
1: isn't like role-playing game. This is like they tie you up like a ham and beat you with <laughs> a stick. Stop
0: it. Stop it. So with me with gaming, <laughs> I played like platform games when I was a kid, drifted away, came back into adventure games, then used Japanese RPGs as a way to kind of get into console games and shit yeah. again. Yeah. So I on paper I should be really interested in this. Like some very dear friends of ours loaned us um uh, we did an exchange. We sent them Uncharted One and Two, and they sent us Eternal Sonata for the PS3, which was a, 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 a Japanese RPG that came that out like Golf four War years 1? ago. No, you're thinking of Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, okay. Um. Uh. It's a. It's. It's pretty much a, a pretty much straightforward RPG. Um. Kind of like. Uh. I know what the ga- gameplay is like, and I remember I played a PlayStation One game that was like it, but I cannot, for fuck's sake, remember what game it was. All the Japanese RPGs I've ever played blend together into one in like inextricable mess no i'll take the back any rpg that i played that was not a final fantasy game or a um a skies of arcadia which one? Oh, you all played skies one of big... i love skies of arcadia but oh. all other japanese rpgs ever actually the gameplay in internal sonata is very similar to the gameplay in um uh
1: skies of arcadia. which final fantasy games did you play
0: i played six seven eight nine ten and oh, the, all the Wait, really
1: popular ones. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't. I didn't play the, any of them on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I only, when I got a PlayStation, then I got Final Fantasy VII. But only after my friends browbeat me, because yeah. really, um, for PlayStation. <laughs> Okay. Because so, I bought
1: that for the PlayStation 3 when it came out last year. I played five minutes and when I gave up on it. I
0: was not a very good gamer, so I used a Game GameShark, which was the second iteration of the game Genie, where yeah. you can put in codes to cheat. So the only way I could play RPGs, because I wasn't very good at them, was that I'd just cheat and have max XP and max money. And uh, for that in particular, I also played with... Ne- um, I never lost any health points. I was always at max health points. Yeah. There is a fight in Final Fantasy VII that you have to lose to oh, advance the story. Oh, no. So I played this one battle for months and hours.
1: <laughs> you just and... never figured out what was going
0: on. No. You just kept those I was like, guy. fuck this. Oh, and that's not true. I did eventually. Like, okay, fine. I'll, I figured it out. And I turned off the cheats and I continued playing. And then I got to the final disc, like the fourth disc. Because friends, this is back when games were multiple discs. Back yeah. in the day.
1: Um, I got stuck on the third disc of Final Fantasy
0: Eight. Final Fantasy VIII. I loved Final what? Fantasy VIII at the and time. They had a re- like Ugh. normally proportioned people in it. Oh, but the char- the relationships between those characters. I don't are, are, any of that. Are terrible. Anyway, in Final Fantasy VII, the final disc, the last disc, was scratched. So I was never able to finish it. Oh yeah. And you can never go home again. I now have no patience for Japanese RPGs. This is where I was coming around to. Even by
1: all accounts that this game, when it, it's already been out in Japan, so a lot of people have played it in the West. Yeah. There are people in the West who have played it who, like, have, uh, you know, they, they know how to speak Japanese. Even they said that, like, the gameplay, it's just this super boilerplate like role-playing game Japanese yeah. role-playing game but the appeal the, the comes out it's 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 yeah it's it's HD Studio Ghibli design yeah. monsters and creatures and characters sure and stuff like that yeah yeah so this wizard edition that's coming out uh, the, the 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 big hook for Nito Kuni, aside from the fact that it's uh, the artwork pro- produced by Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. not actually I'm sure it's I can't believe Miyazaki actually let them do something on a video game, because he's a notorious hater of video yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, but the, the big hook for this game is the fact that it comes with a spell book. You actually have to look up stuff. Oh, yeah? Like, in the game, in order to get past, like, certain parts of the game, you have to look up spells. How is this, and, like, this it's, getting
0: printed in America? Yeah,
1: and this this came out for the DS, and everyone assumed that, like, there's no way in hell they're going to, like, import, like, yeah. they're going to translate and print out this book. yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's coming out. Yeah, no, it's, it's January 22nd, uh, 2013. Adding to the shit pile. Yeah, of
0: all the games uh, that are coming out. The next front winter end of slash spring.
1: Jesus Christ. But I won't buy the hell <sighs> out of that. That, just the uniqueness of that. I wish that that was, the original DS version was also coming out too, because that's kind of sounds unique. And, mm-hmm. and I think with the original, the, the DS version, you were using the touchscreen to help. Oh, is this a 3DS? Stuff. No, this is for the PlayStation 3. Oh. So I can let you borrow this shit. If I Well, no, it sounds well no. If it's coming out in a uh, collectors it, it'll be on a disc. I thought it was going to be a download. I can let you borrow it. Mm. Yeah, so just that why I that out there. Well, it
0: couldn't be a download if there's a book. That's what it I'm saying. No, it'll be a box, it. yeah. yeah.
1: It'll, it's it's a retail release. Because I, I don't know... I don't, man, did I tell... I was telling them about this. I accidentally paid for bus fare yesterday using a, a Chuck E. Cheese token. <laughs> you bastard! Well, I went to get bus fares from 7-Eleven the other day, and the guy, for some reason, wanted to give me paper dollars. He gave me dollar coins. Yeah. And so, I don't know how, but in my pocket change got mixed into uh, Chuck E. Cheese tokens because they're almost the size, same size and yeah. thing as, as like a golden dollar coin, and I wasn't thinking. I put that in the machine... And the bus driver laughed. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, what? He's like, you just put a Chuck E. Cheese token in this thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, he just kind of looked at me weird. I still have the other one left.
0: But yeah. Fat guy on Portland <laughs> trying
1: to pay bus for it with a Ch- Chuck E. Cheese token. Well done,
0: Bill. A but, proud uh, moment. So. Did you know that they serve liquor in Chuck E. Cheese? Oh god really yes that must be new there are more i know i did not remember this in my youth and i oh, think it depends that's on the terrible. state but there are actually a huge number of domestic incidents that happen at chucky e. cheese largely because With apparently adults and... get drunk while the kids fuck around why would they do that i'm sure they punch it's out insane. the chucky e. cheese robot band i read it i read oh, it on wikipedia no. i could not believe it i could why? not believe it why would you serve
1: Chuck E. cheese are already kind of weird and white trash enough oh, yeah. in some places that like it even involve beer Without people barfing and shitting all over the bathrooms <laughs> and in the kids' pizza parlor room and oh my god, yeah. well, you probably have adults getting naked,
0: throwing themselves in the ball pit. <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, that's terrible. Get drunk.
0: Okay. Speaking so... of Chuck E. Cheese, so um, were you were you aware of the what was it going to be called the Portland Portland pool and pinball parlor or the Portland pinball parlor? The hell is this? Like this? No. So the guy is it who not runs. Happen? Well, now it's not. I guess because oh, they got it. arrested. So the guy who runs Voodoo Donuts decides that he's going to open a, a bar that is a mini golf place and a pool hall and it's gonna have like all these weird like like it was gonna what's it called the port portland pool park ppp is, what is it's it called. gonna be third-rate games just
1: like voodoo donuts is third-rate donuts according to everybody <laughs> Everyone in town Portland If people don't know Portland's big donut place Is Voodoo Donuts That's where they sell like, yeah, donut donuts is, shaped like dicks
0: Yeah, cr- is and, known for their crazy You can eat like A breakfast cereal donut Everyone hates on their donuts I think they're just Normal donuts It is funny because like non- Stale cereal put Everyone on top. like The general The general vibe Is Voodoo Donuts are amazing And people drive all over But everyone I've actually Spoken to Does not like People who live donuts. in town Don't like
1: it But yeah. for, like Will people see Like hear about Voodoo Donuts On like the travel channel Yeah they notoriously
0: Once had like a Pepto-Bismol donut Before the FDA made them stop using medicine and food and like all this crazy shit but yeah anyway he was gonna open this fucking bullshit mini golf place with the pool and every time I drove by it it's, like, filled with shitty chandeliers and, like, all this oh, weird Oh, did he I open it for,
1: like, a brief time? Well,
0: no. I, every time I drove by, them working on it. And there was a, par- a party, in, or should be a story in the Mercury or the Willy Week about I've it. i never heard about it. And this. I was like, how the hell can this be Where real? Where was going to be in? It was going to be on Sandy. Oh, well, here's the thing. The punchline being, I drove by the other day on the way to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> the and it's <ghost> totally <laughs> empty. Big old for lease sign on the side. And oh. I'm just sitting there thinking, no fucking way. It's... Better
1: sell some more fucking donuts before yeah. you have to put that shit up. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Christ. It just sounded like such a bad idea from the start. So, I can do it with more like arcade pinball kind of stuff in this just, game. It's, pool, it's pools, gonna be like... Fuck
1: pool. You can play pool anywhere.
0: Uh, yeah. It just, like, you, you, oh. mini I don't know what he did to fuck that up, though. Well, he's not really a businessman. He's yeah. an idea guy. You know? He What he does, he just
1: tries to take like a, a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet and put Stale Captain Crunch <laughs> on it and tries to sell it for a million dollars. So we have feedback. Uh, I, yes. I, I did commission feedback from our loyal listeners, uh, so, uh, we got a fucking huge email from Colin Linston. Thank you so much for the email. Uh, Colin, just... I
0: have to tell you, so he wrote, he shared his feelings on the Mass Effect ending, which basically boiled down to he thought that the additional endings were we, we,
1: unnecessary. We
0: both read this email. I... <laughs> However, I have to admit, Colin, I, the fir- when, you, when I first received your email, it starts with, here are my feelings of Mass Effect ending. Disclaimer, I have never, I have never played, played Mass Effect. Mass Effect. I he did not sad. read it. very forthcoming. It's, it's all not just trying to trick At, at us. that point, I was like, I'm not going to read this. You read have that email well, to me. So, out loud, so I today read before it. Before we did the podcast, yeah. we read it.
1: No, we both read it. It's way too long for us to talk about it on the podcast. But I do appreciate. Yeah, uh, the... I really
0: appreciate you sharing your thoughts and feelings, and I do agree with you. I do agree. There Mass is...
1: Effect is what about it happens to humans when they play video games?
0: It's a very nicely put together email. Yeah. It's super long. He we basically he, his thesis was basically there is a. Um, I a, give um, him a great A for a effort. man chooses a slave obeys like moment in yeah. the ending of Mass Effect where you have to break the basic structure of how Mass Effect games works in in order to end it. Because you have to make a decision, the aspect is all about the decisions you make, and you have to make yeah. a decision that breaks the game. Which is an interesting theory. I like it. I know, so, not...
1: thank you, Colin. It, yeah. I, I...
0: We appreciate your, your, your thoughts and feelings, and that you felt You'd the need nice to share to with Colin. us. No, I am saying, you You'd bastard. Be nice. I genuinely do appreciate it. All... It really means a lot to me that, pe- that, that y'all care about us, and they care to share your, oh, your thoughts. Oh, P.S. Moonrise things. Kingdom is in wide
1: release this weekend, so you can actually see it at a theater that's not in New York, LA, or Portland. And a theater that also sells like chips and popcorn. It's yeah. not chips, but like M and M's. It doesn't have to be some hoity-toity art bullshit.
0: So, our bro, brain... I'm just saying you should go see it, and you should go see it. It's a good
1: movie. I will go see it. It's got it sounds shit like
0: then. it sounds like it's got
1: religious shit. Steve Wolfhart saw it today, and
0: it helped him through re- his troubles at the border. For <laughs> Steve Wolfhart, okay, I keep laughing. Our bro Steve Wolfhart is currently on his way of emigrating to America. Um, and I went and got turned away at the border. When I, the one time I tried to go visit Steve in Canada, I got turned away at the border. So I feel like there is this cosmic balance that's happening. You should offer and
1: put him up, yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, um, our bro, good old Sid, good old Gornflakes says, Brave was such a disappointment that it kind of tainted all my other media. And Whoa, then, did she send that? Was that an email we got? It was a tweet. Oh, I didn't see that tweet. I got it all right now. Um, I don't even see that. Oh,
1: I see. Oh, okay. Sorry. And she,
0: she, have, nobody will admit the, the Brave isn't perfect. Um, oh, Brave uh, did not. people, per- did people <laughs> did react the same to way when Cars came break? out? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, a lot of people. Squeaky chairs? Uh, I don't chair. know what, what um, feedback she, uh, Sid is reading because I, I, the, the reaction I've seen to Brave online has been pretty damn mixed. Yeah. Like, been saying that a mediocre. tomato Rotten
1: Tomatoes score has been kind of, not terrible, it's like, it, but it's, it's been the kinda same kinda as men- his Cars rating, is yeah. it? Yeah. It's
0: like 75% or something. No, like I don't that. think
1: people really come rushing to the defense of. Of, of of
0: Brave. I hate to slag on Brave because it is Pixar's first female protagonist and a lot of that shit is relevant to my interests of the young woman who does archery and adventure and etc. And there's bear humor and etc. But yeah, it was just, it was kind of underwhelming. I think it's I w- totally worth seeing, but...
1: Do you care about anything about the technical parts of Brave? Because, like, it walking out... Of, I happened to download an, uh, a podcast where they interviewed the, the the lady who was in charge of all, like, the hair simulation and oh, stuff yeah? for Pixar. And her her talking about, like... Because there are scenes where, like, Merida, you know, she's got the hair that mm-hmm. is technically supposed to be four feet long. Yeah. But, like, I talked about this last week about how her hair exists in a, a low-gravity yeah. bubble. Just so they can be... Oh, I, t- I talked about this last week. All Whatever the a shit. Like,
0: but even, like, the beards and, like, the other character's hair, it's, yeah. it's pretty They amazing. said,
1: actually, the biggest challenge, even aside from her hair in that movie, was the horse. Because the horse has, like, five different kinds <sighs> yeah. of hair. It's not just, like, Marita. That Rita. horse. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. They gave good horse. Anyway, so... So that's
0: how you know it was a good Disney princess movie because they gave good horse. Yeah um horse not funny as it wasn't tangled <laughs> um uh what the
1: hell a prelude to more finish listening to the latest boy howdy podcast take two steps back look at my twitter history is this how i sound did we read weird feedback from no
0: no um uh uh they were slagging on Korra. and we are basically pooping on anti Korra people
1: was he's st- i don't even i'm what Okay, this is bad feedback corner now where I'm just like, I'm just confused by what I'm reading. Um, oh, and
0: then uh, Gerald suggests we do an all-Cora
1: episode, which they, well, this could have been. Well, but. I think
0: Gerald was excited about that this yeah. week would be an all-Cora episode. He'll be very happy
1: when he sees the uh, uh, Bailey dressed like an air bison. Oh,
0: I didn't mention this, because I was going to talk about it in my Cora stuff. So we introduced our bros, Brenna and Chase, to Cora, and they came over and watched the last few episodes with us. Brenna, because she's amazing, made my cat Bailey a air bison costume. And she wore it during the whole finale. And I laughed. Did she she get angry at it? Bailey's a cat put into a skybox Well, here's the thing here's Bailey's relationships with clothes. After a while, she forgets that shirts exist. Hats are freaking weird. I forget because
1: you've dressed her for Christmas. Oh
0: yes, yeah, she has multiple outfits. I'm one of those cat people. That's <laughs> oh, not that true. She poor... has she has a t-shirt. It fully wonders why she looks so grumpy. When the gets taken. <laughs> oh my god! I, she has a t-shirt and a couple of ties. Yeah, but yeah, Aww. hats hats are no good. So Bailey did not. She just kind of stopped moving, <laughs> which is great for photography needs. Oh, she's um, kind of bound no, up in oh, that suit. Oh, man. So amazing. So amazing. Oh, man. Um, anyway, Prela DeMora goes on to say, um, I've been too negative on Cora. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was rushed. I'm sorry well, for that's... being overly negative, I truly did like the characters and plot, but felt Korra was a little too compressed.
1: Yeah, if if, if, if Prelude to Moralix online, that is by far away the consensus of almost everyone except oh, seen yeah. that, at least online.
0: Whereas I found that narrative compression, for the most part, very, very satisfying yeah. and um, a, a nice... Um, I don't want to say palate cleanser, but nice uh, relief as opposed to the way most media is going There's to a murder-suicide in that episode. There's a murder-suicide? That, that was amazing. A, that was
1: also, too. Because I oh, thought he was
0: going to
1: Amon. But that, like, that Amon's great. one
0: tear that falls out of his face. No, uh, that was great.
1: I can't wait for the- I want to see the, the, the- hopefully there's they put that out as I a like... nice DVD set with, like, commentary oh, and man, stuff. Oh, man.
0: Wanna... I like how badly Amon shits the bed when things go bad. He, he does just, a huge bending move out of the water. He could have just swam fucking- he, he could, could have, have swam away. He could have swam away until everyone went home. <laughs> he could have- Instead, no he just talks. shits the bed.
2: Yeah, he's like, and then oh, he's I'm
0: like, like hey, bro, sorry about the whole t- taking away all your powers thing. Let's go on an adventure. I love you, bro. No attack. No what are
1: you doing?
0: No attack, <laughs> no no you no. dummy. You're gonna think this through. <laughs> you dummy. No Oh, Lieutenant,
1: talk. though. Lieutenant, go yeah. up, Oh, man. Now it's returning back into the Cora podcast, <laughs> but I love that the Lieutenant when he finds out what's going on. Yeah. He he sticks to his guns. He's like hey, yeah. you fucking lied to me. Yeah, and it's okay. I. He really gets taken out again happen. in ten seconds. I hope he comes back in the next, like in a future episode. Yeah, because that that's a great character to revisit. Just what the hell happens to that mm-hmm. guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be
0: interesting if he were like some sort of sad, like. Like, what happens to a revolutionary when they lose the revolution? Like, when there are people are still trying to build <sighs> well, the resistance? people but... point out that, like, just because Amon's gone,
1: they're still up, there's still unrest going on in Republic City. Oh, totally. And doesn't necessarily oh, yeah. mean For that Amon's guy has been... to stop hating benders. There still yeah. could be a big... Like, it just doesn't have the focal point of Amon we, being I was
0: going to say, you could argue that there obviously there is unrest present. It's not just Amon, because that's why Amon's movement worked. Yeah. On the other hand, you could say that that narrative arc is very much so closed. That's
1: kind of closed. And, but that's when they could either reopen it and... and, 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 and Flesh it out more, or they could just say book closed. Now it's Cora fighting rock monsters <laughs> in, in, in the goddamn desert or something yep. like that. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, friends, so thank you, you, you as always yeah. for the, listening to the Boy Howdy podcast. We are dot boyhowdypodcast.com. We are at boyhowdypodcast on the Twitters. So you can email us, Howdy at boyhowdy.org. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate your friendship. And while we're at it, what would Bill's, what is it called, cutie? Cutie Mark. What would Bill's cutie Mark be, everybody?
1: Can of Coke. <laughs>
0: I get funded for because it it'd be like advertisement
1: because I'd be walking around <laughs> with assless chaps all the time. Should I
0: head look at my cutie mark? It's it's refreshing. <laughs> How do you know what that is called? How do you know what it is
1: called a cutie mark? You can't you can't bum around like four chan or anything like that without finding people who are like I want to fuck that pony in the cutie mark. <sighs> is it, well? Supposedly that's a term from the original show too because like Dylan knew what it was. She's she like I was like blah 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 cutie mark. She's like oh yeah cutie mark. And like, I didn't realize that was, that's an ancient term Ancient term Within the pony community From the distant
0: 80s Did, did you know what it was? Did you ever I, play with My I Little Just, Pony as a kid? Oh, I, I think I had a uh, My Little Pony Yeah, no, And I watched enough of the cartoon show to remember the theme song But uh, yeah Fucking you know what a cutie mark is Naked Asami What?
1: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're simple people friends And thank you for listening to our simple podcast We'll talk to you next week
1: Goodbye